This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, unlike those other radio talk shows that want to charge you for accessing their website. We give it all away. Again, that's freetalklive.com. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Again, freetalklive.com. So we're launching things off here tonight. I'll always have things to talk about, but I want to welcome our new listeners uh, on KBZZ 1270 The Buzz in Reno, Nevada, coming on board here with Free Talk Live very first time tonight, which I'm very excited about. Me too. Um, you guys should be aware you're getting the show on a four-hour delayed basis so you're hearing us a little bit late, but that's okay. It doesn't mean you can't participate in the show. Of course, obviously, by the time you hear the show tonight, the show will be completely over. So tomorrow night, you can try it out. And you tomorrow can, afternoon. T- right. Tomorrow, well, no, for them, it's, uh, it's nighttime because they hear us afterwards. Right. They hear us tomorrow night, but if they no, want no, to no, participate. They're hearing us tonight, tonight but four if, hours later. But if they want to participate, they'd have to call in tomorrow afternoon. That's correct. From 4 to 7. From 4 to 7. So uh, we're going to give the phone number out over and over again tonight. When you hear that number, jot it down, and then call in tomorrow uh, tomorrow afternoon with uh, with your issues, whatever it might be. Seriously. I know this is new, Free Talk Live. Uh, it's going to be different than what you're normally uh, used to listening to on talk radio. Though the station I'm talking about, uh, KBZZ, is actually kind of like a hot talker on AM. Ah. Mark, it's a little unusual. So um, they don't do so much uh, don't do so much politics. The more of the um, Powered Sterney kind of stuff? Uh, they've got Man Cow in the Morning. They've got uh, Don and Mike. They've got Tom Likas. So I think we're following the, the Likas show. Tommy Likas. I used to I listen to him a decade love ago. love him. Yeah. Yeah. Entertaining guy. One of the worst pukers in the industry, but an entertaining show nonetheless. <laughs> I, I haven't listened uh, to him in a couple of years, a few years maybe. Uh, it hasn't been on locally anywhere for mm-hmm. me to listen to. But uh, I, I, I do like his show. It is definitely good stuff. So we're here for you. And I think the show we're replacing was a political show. And, in fact, I, I did a little digging around and I found out uh, who this guy was. The, the show that was on before B, uh, BZZ took Free Talk Live was called John London's Inferno. And apparently he just – he's a jerk. <laughs> really? I, this is the guy – who you might have heard back in 2006, there was a radio host out in California at the time who had threatened the life of Penn Jillette. Why? The comedian, the magician from Penn & Teller, Penn Jillette. Mm -hmm. Well, Penn Jillette was hosting his own radio show at the time, and they were both on the same free FM network. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe he said something that this London guy didn't like, and London got on the air. I guess he didn't threaten Penn's life. What he did was he offered his listeners $5,000 to kill Penn Jillette. That's an awful thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, and then he he said he would throw in $2,000 more if he suffered. Gosh. So he got fired from that gig, okay, and then apparently not not long after he got fired, he was picked up for syndication. So uh, he got his syndication gig in October of 2006. He didn't last just – I mean, he didn't even last a year and a half in syndication. He's gone. He's done. His syndicated deal is over. His syndicator apparently just sort of unceremoniously cut him, cut him off like a week or two ago. They just – so he got away with uh, threatening the life of Penn Jillette? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Apparently he sued Penn Jillette and CBS Radio uh, for terminating his contract. Hmm. Anyway, 
uh, <laughs> so his syndicator just knocked him out the door last week or something, and uh, so here we are. On KBCZ, welcome aboard. Well, I, I can't say I feel too badly for that guy. If, if what you say is true, I haven't paid any attention to it at all. We are going to talk about issues. That much is for sure. It's not going to be anything like the London's Inferno show uh, or anything. I don't know what his show is like, but I, I do know what this one's like. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we talk about um, issues. People call in about different things that are bothering them in the news and their personal lives sometimes. Yeah, it can be all over the map. And when it comes to the issues, you're going to hear a perspective that you're probably not used to hearing in talk radio. A perspective that's likely to stick you to the ceiling. Well, you might agree with us on a number of things, but eventually you, we're, there, there we're probably going to piss you off. There, there's a percentage of people out there that will say, I can't believe that there are people out there that think like I do. But we're pretty much pro-liberty on every issue that uh, comes in front of us. We, we look at uh, things from the perspective that people can solve their own problems. They don't need the government involved. And when the government does get involved, it screws it up every single time, uh, pays far too much money to solve problems. Hurts people, ruins lives. So we're excited to be with you guys out there in Reno. And, of course, you're joining uh, all of our 32 other radio stations. So we've got 33 now, Mark. That's pretty good. 800-259-9231. Let's get into it, shall we? Let's go to the AMP line and talk to Brad in New Hampshire. Uh, Brad, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, good to talk to you guys. I haven't called in in a couple weeks now. Good to have you, Brad. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I've been I've finally caught up to the shows and I've been listening to a, a lot of a lot of people calling in and you guys have been talking about um people uh video recording the police. Yes. And as a police officer, um someone who's been doing it almost a decade now, I don't understand what other police officers issue with this is. I mean, mm. I could care less if I'm out in the public if if I have someone pulled over for you know, speeding or running a stop sign. If someone was to walk up on the side of the road and video record me, it 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 doesn't. I don't see what the problem is. Now, I could understand an objection from a police officer if the person doing the recording was getting in physically in the way of the officer. You know, if right. you're trying to walk back to the car and he's standing in your way, up in your face with the camera, pointing cameras, doing some investigative reporting, sticking the camera all over right. the place. I could understand that, but yeah, most of the time when we look at these incidents and we've seen video after video of police harassing people with video cameras, uh, most of the time they're off to the side. They're definitely not. In the way they make special effort in many cases uh, to not be in the way of the of the police officer, and they just they they have a stick up their butt or something like that. I I don't really get it either, and I'm surprised that you you know you haven't experienced any of that uh, with some of your coworkers. Well, you know, um, the way I look at it, I'm a public employee. If I'm out in the public, and as you gentlemen have said before. Um, you know, in the case of a riot or something, there'll be many police officers standing there with videos, video cameras, recording people um, to, to be used as evidence later. And I just don't understand why any officer would have a problem with being filmed. I mean, I think it has something to do with the fact that you aren't a sadist and <laughs> you don't have that mentality of, you know, you want to control the actions of everyone within a, you know, 25-foot radius of, of where you are. I- well, let me, let me tell you a cool link I just found on the Internet tonight. It's actually a program for um, Nokia smartphones, and it lets you stream video right from your uh, cell phone live to the web. Um, wow. And- yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. In fact, I just uh, my friend just sent me the link tonight. It's www.qik.com. Quick, Q 
Q-I-K. Q-I-K. I am jotting that down as we speak. Because someone else sent me a link recently. There's a new phone out. Uh, I guess it's a Helio phone that you can take a video and then hit a button and upload it to YouTube. So I don't know if that's quite good enough in that if they conf- if a cop confiscates your phone as you're recording, you probably are screwed. It's not going to make it to YouTube. But mm-hmm. it seems like we're on the cusp of having a whole lot more of this live video technology coming out that's really going to help protect uh, those people that are out there trying to record the police from these, what, what could best be described as rogue cops. Uh, well, it's just that there are so many of them. It is, it is absolutely unconstitutional for the police to delete videos off a phone also. Because really? It's, yeah, it's, it's personal property, and you can't, you, can't, you can't just delete someone's uh, personal property. I mean, it's, but you can, because what are they going to – I mean, think about this. What evidence do you have that the video was there in the first place? You well, can't charge them with anything. You certainly can't bring them to court or, or do, take any action in that way, so they get away with it. You know, I, I got recorded um, you know, not long ago um, you know, in the performance of doing my job, and I found out about it you know, after the fact that the person had been recording me, and I was upset by it. Um, you know, could I have you know, forcefully taken the phone and deleted it? Yes, but that would be unconstitutional. And I'm not about to violate someone's rights simply because they recorded me. But now, hold on, Brad. Isn't there a law in New Hampshire that says if you're being recorded, uh, you have to be notified as a uh, as a there, public there official? There is. Um, the, the, the definition of oral communication is something that someone is not aware of. So if... if uh, I want to come back and talk about that if we can. Hang on. Sure. Bring it back. 800-259-9231. We're on with Brad the Cop, and we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Guard, who uh, has all of a sudden magically appeared on the airwaves. Teleportation. Uh, He's running a little bit late. Uh, you know, these New Hampshire roads can be a little bit icy and cold and that sort of thing around this time of year. So uh, good to have you with us, Gardner, Thanks, as always. Ian. Appreciate it. Uh, so join us at uh, freetalklive.com, 800-259-9231. If you go to the web so you'll find out that it's free, including the wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com and you can get interactive there. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. Barry Cooper wants you to never get busted. Jim Lark was the chairman of the Libertarian Party. Ethan Nadelman is the founder of the Drug Policy Alliance. And Peter Christ is a spokesman for law enforcement against prohibition. Congressman Ron Paul has called for an end to federal drug raids. They all want to end the war on drugs, and they'll all be at the Liberty Forum. Where will you be? Register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And you can use the code 2008FTL to save 10%. That's 2008FTL to save 10%. We are going to be there broadcasting live, uh, I think, for three shows as opposed to the two that we did last year. Uh, and I know, Gardner, you're going to be there as well. I don't know if you've uh, nailed down a live broadcasting gig for your show. Haven't been able to nail that down yet. I know that uh, the guys are very interested over at the, the, the Liberty Forum, and i got to get my management to agree to it. Boy, what a great time that'll be. Yeah, so, it absolutely. So is. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's so awesome uh, being in the same hotel in the same <laughs> vicinity with literally hundreds of like-minded people, people that are really serious about advancing liberty in our lifetimes. 
and it's really if it's something you've never experienced before then you really should experience it because oh, yeah. it's 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 a special occasion. Oh, people came from all over Holland, California, everywhere. Was, wasn't someone there from Russia last year? Uh yeah, uh not sure, is it possible? One yeah. of the former guy Soviet from like, Norway too. Yeah. yeah. So, be there or uh or else. <laughs> or else <laughs> we'll have fun without you. On you. Right, we'll have fun without you. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. In fact, I was curious. So, we've got Brad who is a uh, law enforcement officer in the here in the state of New Hampshire, one of the good guys. Somebody that gets freedom. Ah, oh, thanks, Ian. Brad, I'm curious. Are you going to be uh, able to take time out of your schedule to attend any of the Liberty Forum? In fact, I am, and um, I'm going to be there representing law enforcement against prohibition. And I recently found out I will have the honor of introducing Captain Peter Christ. Oh, awesome! Um, who is a very, very nice man and um, a very, very experienced uh, law enforcement officer. Um, and he's an excellent speaker, so I would encourage everyone to uh, be there to listen to him speak. He's Great. Uh, phenomenal. He, now, he's one of the founders of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, as I understand it. He is indeed. Um, he, uh, he was one of the originals with uh, Lieutenant Jack Cole um, from the New Jersey State Police. Jack Cole, who was there last year. And I'm, I'm actually glad they're changing it up this time. Not that, I don't ha- not that I have anything against Jack Cole. He's a great, nice guy. It's just I've heard the Jack Cole speech at least twice now, so it'd be good to have something fresh. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a great guy. I'm looking forward to being there. I actually, uh, two weeks ago, I was down at the Drug Policy Alliance uh, uh, meeting, and um, two great uh, Free State Project um, activists, um, Philip Allen and Matt Simon, were down there uh, representing the Free State Project and uh, the New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense, and mm. it was an excellent time down in uh, New Orleans, except oh. I got food poisoning. That wasn't so oh, excellent. <laughs> So we are. Uh, we were talking a few moments ago about recording the cops, and you were expressing just disbelief as to why so many police officers have such an attitude uh, when someone shows up on the scene with a camera and starts uh, starts recording. Or heck, even in many cases, a still camera will uh, tick off a police officer, uh, let alone video camera. We we're just uh, touching on an issue that here in New Hampshire, and I'm sure in many other states, there are laws that uh, that specify that you can't audio record someone without their knowledge and uh you were going to say something about that but we ran out of time so what were your thoughts there um well uh, keep in mind i'm not an attorney but um as far as uh new hampshire's law goes new hampshire defines an oral communication um and i'm going to read this verbatim it means any oral communication uttered by a person exhibiting an expectation that such communication is not subject to interception under circumstances justifying such expectation. So, huh? uh, in other words... If, if you, <laughs> yes, translation, please. <laughs> translation. If, you, if I walk up to you, Ian, and I'm like, hey, Ian, you're being recorded, you no longer have an expectation that it's not going to be intercepted by, right, my, tape, right. by my tape recorder. And, um, you know, my opinion, um, and again, I'm not a lawyer, if, if someone came up to me and they said, officer, you're being recorded, I don't think I have any right to tell them, shut it off. You know, because they've told me that I'm being recorded, so I'm on notice. And furthermore, I I don't care if I'm recorded because right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's yeah. what I'd always thought, yeah. and there have been debates about this issue, uh, and I'd always thought that as long as you notify the person that you're recording right. them, that's all you need to do. You don't need to get their consent. You just have to let them know, hey, you're being recorded. If you don't like it, go away. Exactly, and if uh, if, if uh, listeners were to go to the Ridley Report, Dave Ridley actually uh, 
is a perfect example of this. Before, you know, whenever he encounters law enforcement or other people, he always, you know, he always warns them just so you know you're being recorded. You know, yeah. it t- takes about two seconds to, to say that. And if someone has a problem with it, they can just not talk to you. you exactly. Know? It's, it's very simple. Hey, I, I think we've got a call here for you, uh, Brad, if you don't mind. We're going to go to Sam in Texas, who has actually had a recent run-in uh, trying to record the police. Uh, that, that I think well, he may want to ask you something about. Sam, you're on with Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, what's thanks up, for Thanks for calling in about this. And I think, you know, if we had a lot more police officers like you, America would be a much better place to live in. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> so my question is exactly what you guys are talking about. Uh, here in Texas, if one party is aware... Uh, that the conversation or whatever is being recorded, I don't have to inform the other parties, and that makes that enables a lot of uh, different activism and things that I do that I think would have a different, completely different outcome if the other person was aware of it. So, is there a valid justification for this kind of a law in New Hampshire? Well, you know, and I'll say for the third time, I'm not a lawyer. Um, I, I, you know, New Hampshire. Um, in our laws and in our constitution, we have some of the the best privacy protections in in, in all of the United States. And I think the, the the thought behind this is just to protect privacy. I mean, I don't know exactly what the uh, what the justification behind it would be, but I would say that if someone is you know a paid government employee, while while you know um, on the clock, so to speak, you know your expectation of privacy is is minimal. Yeah, you know. and that was that's my se- the second part of my question. Would you be in favor of an exception for any government related employees? Uh, me personally? Yes. As, um, as a police officer, are there any situations that you would encounter where you can stand up and say, you know, we need this? Because I look at it and all I see is it keeps them from showing up and being recorded as being incompetent or possibly breaking the law. Well, you neither know, of I... which is behavior we need to protect. The, the the thing that I like to keep in mind is I like to I like to um, behave as if um, all the time as if you know my my bosses were look were, were sitting on my shoulder or if I sure. was being recorded um, you know and I always try my best to be professional and, and if law enforcement officers are being professional and doing their job but what really do they have to be afraid of Yeah exactly what, right I mean it, that law definitely needs to be changed I mean there's there's no doubt about that and I think that we'll find you'll find similar laws. Uh, throughout the country. Certainly, this is one of the worst ones up here in New Hampshire. Sam, thanks for the call, dude. And Brad, mm-hmm. as always, thanks for the expertise. Hey, Looking no forward fun. to seeing you at the Liberty Forum, my friend. You rock, Brad. Thanks, Take dude. 800-259-9231. Of course, Mark tells me off the air that Brad's looking for a new job. So, what happens? It's always the same story. The good cops, they always end up quitting the system, and the bad guys run roughshod over everything. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Gard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there for free, so enjoy those on us. And get signed up for the updates. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. If you're on the list, that's updates.freetalklive.com. To get there, it's free, of course. Updates.freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. 
The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and the Secret Service on November 14th, and all of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to LibertyDollar.org and sign up for their updates. Register for the class action lawsuit. Uh, don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. That's LibertyDollar.org. You know, Ian, I uh, just wanted to mention yeah. it's so great to be in touch with a guy like Brad. Uh, and, and, you know, to to know that there are Brad people the like that. Oh, yeah, there's th- there that there are people like that in the movement, in the freedom movement. Uh, they come there aren't Sony. enough of them, but yes, they yeah. are out there. Yeah, and if people have ne- never come to New Hampshire, you know, we were talking about the Liberty Forum, uh, if they've never come to New Hampshire, uh, just bumping into a guy like him, boom, you, you meet him and you say, wow, man, you're a kindred spirit. And uh, and I, I can't wait for more of those people to be like that and come to New Hampshire. Good Absolutely. Yeah. Let's continue here with the phone calls and go across the pond to Ziggy in the U.K. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh- Hi, guys. Um, I've got a question for uh, Gardner. Hey, Ziggy. Um, Yeah, first of all, big respect. I've seen your website, so I know you're a fan of The Prisoner. You got it, brother. And I recommend any libertarian sees that series. Yeah, especially the last two episodes. They're they're anarchist uh, approaches to everything, the the last two. They're just genius, genius, Ziggy. Gardner's website is, by the way, for those that are uninitiated, libertyconspiracy.com, and he hosts his own radio show five days a week, so you can grab that up there for free, of course, libertyconspiracy.com. Go ahead with your question, sir. Yeah, also, um, Gardner, um, you were a script editor on Star Trek, weren't you not? Uh, I was what they call the Writers Guild Fellow. Um, I worked with the script department, but I wasn't a script editor per se. I did a lot of things like uh, when we would have story break sessions, I'd be the guy at the board yeah. who had to write everything down, and then I'd recite it to the uh, – and so on. So you, I wasn't also, exactly that. You also remember the Libertarian Party, is, isn't that right? Yes, I am. Yeah, um, I've always felt – I mean, I'm no Trekkie, and you'll, 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 you'll hear why. I've always felt that Star Trek's – Smacks of fascism. <laughs> Didn't it originally have some communist overtones back in the day? Well, you know, uh, I, I, not... I actually think fascist. It, 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 it really did smack of the third right that it's a military force protecting something which approaches a utopian. It, uh, Ziggy, I, it, I can't even tell you how amazing it is to hear that. A guy. I wonder how many other people have observed that. You're obviously a keen observer of libertarian themes in entertainment, and I just want to say before I forget. Please remember the era when Philip Hinchcliffe produced Doctor Who, and they actually said in the android invasion that the Doctor has a long association with libertarian causes. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, also, also there's, there's a specific Doctor Who adventure called The Sun... Uh, the Sunmakers. Makers. Yeah, that's right, which really has strong libertarian overtones. Yes, yes, your globosity. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm quoting directly. Um, I think the dork the... quotient is a little too high right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ziggy, just to, to get to your question, and thank you so much, buddy. And by the way, do you play guitar? Because I don't know if you play with the spiders from Mars. But, no, um, no, no um, but I was going to mention, uh, I've also heard of Danko Jones. Yes, yes. Um, if, if memory serves me right, aren't they just guitar and drums? What's that? Um, if memory serves me right, aren't they like the White Stripes? Just guitar and drums. Uh, there are actually three. It's it's guitar, bass, and drums. Yeah, but that's it. And they they put a sound out. You, you can't even believe it's just three yeah. guys. You know what I'd you need also, to do, Gardner? Yeah, you I'd need also, to do like I'd, a punk music show. Yeah. I'd recommend I'd recommend um, Dead Boy and the Elephant Men to you. Oh, very good. Why don't you guys trade email addresses? Yeah, yeah, you can exactly. Keep this going exactly. <laughs> you you got you to gotta email me through the Liberty Conspiracy. It's gman at libertyconspiracy.com. All right, Ziggy, here's the deal. Oh, that's a nice new email address. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that's that. Or, yeah, and you can also do my other one. It's E-L-G-G-R-A-N-D-E. 
that one's bad. And MSN.com. Yeah, Not that's good. a difficult one. I don't always get the Liberty Conspiracy ones. But Ziggy, uh, you know, your point about Star Trek is excellent. In fact, the History Channel just had a documentary uh, yesterday about Star Trek and all the scientific breakthroughs it showed and its imagination. But the fascinating thing was when I got to Star Trek, your point is right on the money. It's It's... Okay, it's a combination of fascism and communism, and here's where the communist side comes in. I was kind of like the American government. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. In fact, I have an essay in my book. Uh, it's about. Uh, it's called Science Fiction versus Science Fantasy, and Star Trek is a science fantasy. And the reason it is is because there's no possible way that Star Trek could ever work based on its human relations. The the Federation, as Gene Roddenberry imagined it, I learned from Jerry Taylor when I was pitching a story to her. The Federation, uh, he said, would no longer need money. The Federation would would move beyond money. That human beings, and I thought to myself, well, that's crazy because yeah, and look at look at the way they look at the way they betray capitalism in, yes. in Star Trek with the Ferengi. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, you you hit it exactly. That's fascinating. Now, now the Ferengi uh, were were more uh, Ira Bear uh, Ira Bear's program on Deep Space Nine, but uh, they were a little bit in Next Generation. And Ira Bear is a hardcore left winger. He's a nice guy. He's a hard, really good guy. He's into punk rock, but he's a real lefty. Uh, and so what I found out was I went to pitch a story to Jerry Taylor, and I said, okay, Jerry, here's this idea. It's sort of like a sting thing with this money thing. She goes, oh, no, no, we can't have money in the show. I said, what? what? And she says, no, the Gene, Gene stipulated before he died that there would be no money in Star Trek, which is weird because there have been episodes like uh, Trouble with Tribbles where they use money, but uh, there's huh. some sort of a credit system. So, Ziggy, you're right on the money, and the structure of, of the Federation is a sort of U.N.-based fascist, they would never they would never admit to this, but fascist-type military, military society. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, also, it's, uh, also, I was going to say to Ian and Mark, um, I agree with you that the free market is the best economic system. Indeed, sir. But um, I said that I agree with you. Oh, no, indeed, indeed. Being, Go ahead. But what about when it, work, when it makes silly... Um, choices, such as Betamax over VHS. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. VHS was chosen over Beta. I don't know if it was backwards in uh, in the UK. No, it's VHS here. It was VHS around the world, but yeah. Betamax was the better quality. Well, certainly, uh, Betamax was the better quality, and uh, in that case, consumers ruled. I mean, the consumers decided what uh, what they wanted. Now, couldn't you I mean, only put the, 90 the minutes... Oh, hold on. Now, couldn't you only put 90 minutes on Betamax, though? Yes, that's uh, right. It I'm was a short... Sure. So yeah. I think that was one of the major negatives of Betamax. Was There's been that some writings about that, like QWERTY versus the other version of typewriters and the Beta, Betamax uh, uh, VHS debate, Ziggy. And uh, I, I'm not sure if you look maybe on the FEE.org website or maybe Von Mises or maybe Independent Institute, maybe Reason Magazine. There have been some pretty neat libertarian thoughts about that, about... Uh, maybe I've read it in Liberty Magazine about how a lot of people think that the the worst format got through, but actually there were some advantages that they don't think about. But that's a great thought. To you know, consider. and I don't know what the uh, – I was just I probably at, at that time, you know, two years old or something, so I didn't really have uh, – I don't have a lot of real insight into this. But I have done some level of, uh, you know, looking back and, and looking at that, uh, you know, that competition in the marketplace. And clearly, uh, JVC, the creators of VHS, they must have had something going on right. I mean, beyond the fact that they could hold more ta hold more video on their tapes, and that was an important factor in that you know you're manufacturing a, a video cassette that co you're going to cost it's going to cost twice as much to put a movie out if you have to use two uh, 
two videotapes instead of one. And so I, I'm I sure costs were a factor, and uh, they they must have just done a better job marketing it. So whoever I think it was Sony that created Betamax, you know, they just lost. I mean, that's how it is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I also had a, a round with a mate once about the Ramones, and he said to I said to him, look, they've sold more records and played to more people than you ever have. And he simply turned around and said, well, if you think that, then you think that anything which is on top of the charts, any manufactured rubbish, is better than anything which doesn't sell. Mm. And he's right. No, I also like to would I like to point out that there's there was always an alternative to VHS, and it was the laser disc. And the laser disc had a long and and happy, successful life. It never came close to uh, to VHS's popularity, but it was out there, and it had twice the uh, the, the picture quality of. Uh, of VHS, the uh, quality was it was near DVD quality back in you know the early 80s, and it went all the way up through the the late 90s. Yeah, so yeah. there were options out there in the marketplace, and to suggest that it was market failure, no, it wasn't. It was what the market wanted. Clearly, uh, the market decided on that one, and now there's a new war going on: Blu-ray versus HD DVD, and we will see who the winner is there. It looks like Blu-ray, I think, is probably going to come out on top, even though HD DVD is uh, cheaper. Hey, thanks for the call, Ziggy. Good conversation. Yeah. 800-259-9231. If you want to weigh in on the Blu-ray thing, you're welcome to do that or uh, talk to us about VHS. Whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features for free. You like the show, you want to help support us, and at the same time, support the Ron Paul candidacy for president? Well, we've got a little sale going on, or a little promotional deal uh, going on right now at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. And you'll see all the details right there. But in a nutshell, uh, you know we offer a variety of Free Talk Live-related products there for you. Everything from T-shirts to hats to hoodies. Uh, we've got DVD Classic Archive collector sets. We wanted to sweeten the deal for you. We wanted to uh, to make an offer. And that is that if you purchase one Free Talk Live T-shirt, you can add anything else to the cart that you want. But as long as you have a Free Talk Live T-shirt in your cart, and that also includes the Free Marketeer T-shirt as well, Free Talk Live will contribute $10 to the Ron Paul campaign for president. Sweet. So, just an extra incentive to uh, to get you to buy some Free Talk Live gear this time of year. Uh, it's going from now through the end of the year. So that's when you, that's your time window that you have to take advantage of this deal. Uh, it's basically like getting free shipping. It's like you know having Free yeah, Talk Live yeah. absorb the cost of shipping and, and take that money and send it over to the Ron Paul campaign. So great way to get some great Free Talk Live stuff. Oh, by the way, the ladies' T-shirt, we wanted to make it $10, but we just couldn't afford that much. So if you do a ladies' tee, we'll send $5 uh, to the Ron Paul campaign. So and the ladies look so good in those T-shirts. It's, they really do. Oh, so Good-looking good shirts. Head oh, yeah. over to store.free. FreeTalkLive.com to take advantage of that. And speaking of Ron Paul, we go to Bill Westmiller in California. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Bill Westmiller, California. Yes, oh. hello. Hey, there Bill. Is. Hey, uh, there I am. 
I'm very upset that you re- you replaced Inferno down in uh, Phoenix. There. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I sent out in my uh, industry email today to the program directors around the country, John London's Inferno has been extinguished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, and and it's actually interesting because uh, our our station in Michigan City is also replacing uh, John London's Inferno with Free Talk Live. Yeah. We're, we're on an experimental basis with WIMS uh, in, in Michigan City right now. And so basically we've taken 50% of his affiliates. Burning oh, up the airwaves. It's pretty nice. So what's on your mind tonight, Bill? <laughs> Pardon me? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I, I had written a little article on the uh, Ron Paul uh, fundraising event yesterday, and uh, I'm sure everybody's well aware that they broke all of the uh, records for a single day of fundraising yeah. uh, among all the Democrats, all the Republicans, forever and well, ever. I know I guess everybody is aware of it because it's not being reported very well in well, the pop media. Right. We hadn't gotten a chance to talk about it yet tonight, so I'm glad you called in because we were going to cover it. Give us an excuse to do I, it. I, I hear that there's you know, records and different – I'm not a, a really clear on what the records are, um, who had them and how much they were and, and all that stuff. Wasn't so, the old record 5.7 million John Kerry in 2004? Well, yes and no. Mm. <laughs> it depends upon how you count the money. Uh, he, got, he took in 2.7 million. Uh, online on that day. Mm-hmm. On the same day, he entered into his FEC reports an additional $3 million in contributions, which may or may not have arrived or been sent uh, or received on that particular day. Okay. So adding those two together, the theoretic, you know, based upon what you can determine, uh, record was $5.7 million, and that was beaten. Exactly the same thing happened with Hillary Clinton. On June 30th, which happened to be the last day of the quarter, you know, her staff sat down and they entered in all the checks they'd been receiving for the past two right. weeks on that one day, that last uh, day that they had to get them in. Yeah. And she had a $6.2 million total on the FEC reports for June 30th. Oh, I see. So it was the last so, day of the it was the last day of the quarter and they just took all the rem- likely just took all the remaining donations and exactly. entered mm-hmm. them in at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So as exactly. far as internet contributions though, Ron Paul definitely has the the record. Well, the thing was that uh on on the internet he raised 5.92 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh which beats Kerry's record. But uh, on that same day on Sunday they brought in staff to go through the mail from the previous Friday and Saturday and Sunday uh, and entered that in for the same day. So on the same criteria as for Kerry and, and Clinton, he actually had $6.32 million that was received and recorded on Sunday. So, so what did he win both of them? So wait, what did, he bought what, beat both of them. What, ah. So what was Clinton's total? Three, uh, six point, six point two. Six point two. So wow. So now, what about adjusting for inflation, Bill? Has anyone gone back into the nineteen seventies and uh, really taken a look? <laughs> I don't think anybody has done a CPI adjustment on that. Yeah, right. Uh, but nonetheless, that was, uh, an amazing uh, hist- oh, an amazing yeah. day in American polit- uh, political history uh, yesterday. Again, this was the Ron Paul money bomb, the second one, mind you. Uh, so, I mean, Ron Paul's two day take is pretty tremendous because back in no- on November fifth on Guy. Fox Day was the first money bomb where they raised $4.3 million in a 24-hour period. Now they've done $6.3 million in a 24-hour period. I mean, you're over $10 million in 48 hours there. That's true. That's true. Uh, he's also likely to break the uh, the standing records for the quarter. Uh, at the current rate, with the two money bombs included, uh, he could easily break $21 million for wow. this quarter. He's over 18 now. I looked earlier he's over today. 18 now. And it could very easily hit 21. 
Uh, if he does that, he is he has more contributions received than Hillary Clinton. And and that's just for this year. That's not all time or anything like that. I I don't know what the all time record is. I think it was a George Bush thing back in two thousand where he wrote himself uh, a check. In one quarter raised uh, you know fifty or sixty million dollars or something like that. Now wait, you said number of contributions more than Hillary Clinton. So I mean, I think it was what over fifty thousand individuals contributing yesterday. Yeah. I think it was like fifty five. I'm not sure what the exact number was. Do you I have was that? one of them. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, it was. 57,668. Now, isn't that up about 20,000 from last time? Wasn't it around 35 or 37 last time? At the, yeah, uh, the 38 last time. last time. And this, this, the interesting thing is that this uh, 57,000 includes, uh, I think the number is 23,000 new contributors. Yeah. People who had never donated to the campaign before. Wow. Now, that's tremendous growth. I mean, yeah, that's it, amazing. It, it is that tremendous is growth, awesome. and it shows yeah. that the Ron Paul message is spreading. I mean, he's he's trending upwards in the right. uh, polls right now, uh, and besides Huckabee, the rest of them are trending down. Well, the other thing he's trending upwards in is the actual amount of money coming in. Uh, they pointed out, I think, I don't know where, maybe it was LouRockwell.com, but somebody pointed out uh, that historically contributions political contributions usually get worse over all the quarters like they you know these big candidates they load up the cash in the first quarter and then not so much the second quarter and not so much the third quarter and even less the fourth quarter mm. but we've seen the exact opposite from Ron Paul was yeah, a little just a teeny bit the first quarter second quarter a lot more second quarter you know third quarter even more and now it's just i mean throughout the gates i mean it's incre- incredible uh the growth that he's been experiencing would you say that's accurate bill oh it's perfectly accurate uh, as a matter of fact, last quarter, Ron Paul was the only one among all the candidates who increased the amount of their contributions for the quarter. Mm-hmm. That was so, for the third quarter. So we're thinking that the that come the end of this quarter, this fourth quarter, that when all of the candidates have their reports turned in, odds are good at this point that Ron Paul may have out-earned every single one, at least of all the Republican candidates. Isn't that the case? That's the case. Here's the downside. <laughs> Because of this Ron Paul bomb and because he's breaking records, uh, none of the other candidates are reporting any of their contribution totals. <laughs> In They're advance. Just, they crawled into right. the wall. Right. So <laughs> you know, um, it's, not, wall. it's not likely to be as big of a news, as big of news because they're not doing the reporting. Well, no, they're going to have to report yeah, well, eventually. It's embarrassment to them. That's, mm-hmm. that's the whole key. Well, but you, you just thing, mean they're not... Well, Bill, when you say that, you mean they're not reporting it right now, but come the end of the quarter, they have to turn it in. They have to turn they it in. They have to turn it in to the FCC January 1st, Well, not January 1st. Actually, they have a full week, so they can wait until January 7th to Mm. turn it in. Oh, wow. The FEC takes anywhere from three to five days to put the information into their system, so that means that you won't know what the fundraising totals are for the other candidates. Until after the New Hampshire primary. Exactly. Uh Interesting. That's fascinating. And he hasn't, it doesn't seem like there's been as big of a splash this time around in the media so far, uh, at least from what I've seen. I mean, he's gotten some coverage, but it seemed like he got more last time. Would you say that's uh, the case? Uh, yes and no. Uh, the, there's no way the media can do a report and show a, you know, a rolling odometer. There's no video for the major media to report it. So they've got to have something else that they can put in the background mm-hmm. with their live reporter because it, 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 there's, there's no appeal. So I'm sure, you know, at 6 o'clock this morning, all the major broadcast media said, 
find some video. Go ahead, you know, get that that local station that went to the Boston Tea Party. Let's get something from them. We'll yeah. you know we'll put it on the green screen and we'll pretend that it's well. I have seen reporting. you know I actually have seen I think it was CNN. They actually have like an internet reporter standing next to a plasma monitor with the with the Ron Paul website behind her and the actual odometer just rolling up numbers. Which CNN did have about an hour ago a, a fairly comprehensive report, a couple of minutes uh, on the uh, on the fundraising and got all the facts correct. Very good. Uh, Bill Westmiller, we are out of time for this hour, my friend, but thank you for the update. Super. Good hearing from you, sir. And uh, he's got a blog, doesn't he, Mark? Uh, it's it's uh, westcoastviews at nolanchart.com. Also, you need to do that. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. Coming up, the Naked Rambler. We continue the story. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of your airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231 as we launch into hour number two of the program. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, we've got live streams, including the broadband version of the show and the dial-up version as well, both for free at freetalklive.com. I said we were going to talk about the Naked Rambler. We started that story over the weekend. We never got quite all the way through it. It's such a good story. I don't know right. if you've covered this on your show, no, no, uh, Gardner. I have no idea. I'm surprised. I'll be, I'll be looking forward to this. We will talk about him, uh, but first we go to the phone calls. It is Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. What's hey, on your mind? Hey, Matt. Uh, last hour you had Ziggy from England talking yeah. about um, Star Trek, and, and I wanted to know a couple of things. First off, um, in the Doctor Who episode where you mentioned them talking about Libertarian, which Doctor was that? That was the fourth Doctor played by Tom Baker. The, the real Doctor. Scar. The most famous of all <laughs> the real Doctors. Doctor, the only yeah. one. No, no, there no. was a lot of other ones. Yeah, there yeah he's the one who broke it in the U.S., and boy, he was great. Right. He, yeah. was, he was probably the best. You got him, man. Um, have you ever heard of a show called Blake's? Seven. Blake Seven certainly have Blake Seven, uh, very similar to Firefly in many ways, produced a lot, by. Yes, and that was yeah. the other one I was going to mention. What is, is that another British uh, show? Yeah, it was a British show created by the guy who created the Daleks. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he, that was that was a good show. Uh, the the uh, premise was that a man had been unjustly uh, convicted of a crime. Yeah. And yeah. they were transporting him, and something happened to the ship, and he was able to gain uh, control of a a very um, highly sophisticated uh, spaceship. Yeah. And spent his time running away from government authority. It was great. Hmm. It was excellent. It was really, really With good. With quite an ending. I won't give it away, but boy, if people get a oh, chance. Oh, give it away. Nobody's going to nah. go out there and dig that it's, thing up. It's cool. It's a very, very cool story. Yes. Um, that, was, that was a good one. Um, I never really considered the uh, the uh, Star Trek. When, you, when you're talking about Star Trek being a communist fascist system, are you talking about mm-hmm. uh, the next generation and the whole... The whole series, or are you just talking about the first uh, with Kirk? Well, the the Federation itself, uh, under under Gene Roddenberry's idea, was supposed to be analogous to the United Nations. And as much as they they tried to open it up and show civilian life in shows like The Next Generation and things like Deep Space Nine, 
Uh, I don't think they were ever really able to get away. Just because of the structure of the show, you're really seeing them mostly on duty, and you don't really learn very much else about how the system works. But you do know one thing. They've got this giant government called the United Federation of Planets, and, uh, and they have these spaceships, and they're supposedly for exploration, but you don't learn enough about the way the civilian or, or uh, the society works to even realize that there is any society. And I think it's really portrayed as the Federation is all. I don't know if you have a different take. No, I don't. I've, I just never really thought of it. I always thought about it as being a very militaristic uh so, yeah, yeah, it's, it was all about protection. Yeah, I never really thought of it uh, that much when I was a kid because it was just the adventures and and you know guys going out and they had a spaceship and they could blow stuff up and that sure. was cool, you know. But as I get older, yeah. yeah, yeah, and especially <laughs> when I worked at Star Trek, um, uh, and they're just they were great people there, and um, and it, I just really enjoyed those folks. But it was very interesting because Gene Roddenberry had died, and yet I was being prevented from proposing something because of one of Gene Roddenberry's orders. Hmm. So that was a weird Private sort of property. feeling that, yeah, yeah, the, the guy, you know, his stipulations were, were that way. Um, and and one, of the, one of the fascinating things about Star Trek is that when you look at the varying societies and things like that, uh, in order to do a story, and in fact, Jerry Taylor said this to me, when they got rid of money, when they weren't going to have any money, she even said to me, she goes, Guard, you have no idea the headaches that not being able to have money has caused us. I bet. And I was like, yeah, tell that to the American people who have their dollars yeah. deflated, inflated all the yeah, time. No kidding. It's, it's interesting to me because I write science fiction. All right. And uh, I never really think about writing in um, government aspect or libertarian aspect. It's, it's more of a, a personal, spiritual type of thing with me. Interesting. And... Um, it's just, you know, maybe I should start considering, start writing some of that stuff into my you can get, into my novel. Yeah, you can get the themes in there. I think one of the best examples is probably one of our big big, uh, big heroes is F. Paul Wilson. He can get it in, and if you can do it from the perspective of a particular character, uh, it really helps out or show something that happens that makes somebody react and realize that the system itself is, is unsupportable. Uh, that's great, and it really adds to the drama. Yeah, and it never hurts to fight the man in the, as far as your uh, antagonist <laughs> yeah. and protagonist uh, well, that's setup. Kind of, that's kind of like what my next book is going into. I, and it's not, I shouldn't say science fiction because it's more a fantasy realm. All right. kind of like what my next book is going into. Well, there you, I mean, Terry Goodkind, of course, has uh, done it successfully in the fantasy realm as well. So right. it's certainly doable. Matt, thanks for the call, dude. Yeah, Appreciate Matt, you it get as it, always. You get it done, send me an email over at gman at libertyconspiracy.com. Maybe we'll get you on my show and talk a little bit. It'll be fun. Oh, you want to, uh, if you want, I could call you about the present book I have out if you want to. Yeah, drop me, drop me an email. We'll see if we can get you on. Very what cool. What's the email? Uh, it's gman at libertyconspiracy.com. Solid. Okay. Thanks, Matt. 800-259-9231. Oh, as an aside, we were talking last hour about the uh, the VHS Betamax conflict, and I did, did some digging over the news break just to see if my uh, instincts were right, and yes. Uh, in fact, I was actually wrong about how, ma- how many minutes a Betamax tape could hold. In the beginning, it wasn't 90 minutes, but 60 minutes. Mm. So at its release, Betamax, which did come out first, by the way, it was first to hit the market, uh, only could handle an hour's recording. Whereas VHS, when it was released, could handle two. Now, of course, technological innovations and that sort of thing over time extended Betamax to up to, I think it was uh, five hours by the time everything was said and done. 
But by that time, VHS had gone up to 10 hours. So JVC, the creator of, of VHS, always had sort of the, the nose on, uh, on Sony as far as length of tape. And yeah, that's it, important. If, if you're talking about, uh, you know, Betamax was 90 minutes max. They couldn't put a full, some full film. 60 on right it. out the yeah. bat. It was yeah. 60 out the door. And they got it better. And here's the interesting part is in order to get Betamax more competitive with VHS, they had to sacrifice 10 of their lines of resolution. So in the beginning, Betamax was um, a little bit higher resolution than VHS, but not much. Not enough really to be noticeable necessarily. Mm-hmm. And consumers aren't so much concerned about that. I mean, that's what the uh, – this is from the Wikipedia article. Consumers, they were more interested in recording time than image quality. And because they were pretty much the same level of image quality, they, consumers couldn't really tell the difference. And so clearly they chose VHS for obvious reasons. But when Beta wanted to extend their recording time, they had to sacrifice those ten lines of resolution that separated them from VHS. So essentially, you had, uh, you know, they they lengthened their recording time, but their picture quality dropped. And and know, then at that point, they were just a big, bulk, a bigger, bulkier uh, cassette. Well, mm. actually, VHS was bigger, as I understood it. Really, I thought uh, I thought the, the Beta was bigger. The dimensions were a little bit different, but uh, but nonetheless, the fact is, JVC had them, you know, right out the gate uh, with the VHS as far as uh, recording time, and so market share started going into to JVC's camp and um, and Beta just, you know, they, they didn't sunk. make it. Sometimes it happens. It. Yeah, that's how it works. 800-259-9231. Uh, we go to Trey in Austin. Trey, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner and Mark. Trey? Austin? Going once? Heard something. Trey, Trey in Austin? Going twice? Yeah, we'll try him back if he's still there in a little bit. So, uh, we, I said we were going to talk about the Naked Rambler. We started this story over the weekend, and I just thought it was so good we needed to to, uh, to finish it. Is that a takeoff of the Stones song, Midnight? No? No, he's uh, he's actually a man who uh, rambles, in that, in that meaning that you know he walks from place to place, uh-huh. uh, and he's naked. Where is he uh, from? Well... The Somewhere United the Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, the United, I'm not sure exactly where he's from because he goes all around. Hmm. Uh, but in this case, apparently... He round and round and round. Right. Apparently, the people in Edinburgh don't really take too kindly to the Naked Rambler. In fact, uh, they decided to put him in jail as a result of being naked. And they've now charged him with contempt because he won't put clothes on to go to court. Hmm. <laughs> so he just spends all his time naked. <laughs> I guess. I, mean, I can't imagine it. Maybe they have warmer jails over in Edinburgh. But from what I understand, it's, it's pretty chilly up there. It's pretty cold in jail. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, uh, he was charged with contempt, and this charge dates all the way back to December of 2005. Uh, the 48-year-old was not in the courtroom to hear his sentence as he refused to put his clothes on. He'd been delayed after his his sentence had been delayed after his lawyers challenged four separate contempt findings. Appeal court judges rejected his appeal earlier this month. He had a te- he had claimed that to appear in court naked did not amount to contempt, and I don't see how it does. That's how he prefers to be. He was born naked. We're going to continue this story. 800-259-9231. If you think it should be. Uh, you know, he should be able to be slapped with a contempt charge and and basically held indefinitely in prison for refusing to put on clothes. I would love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. The 
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got a bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. And did I mention it's totally free? That's bbs. .freetalklive.com. Do you have more debt than you can pay? You don't have to file bankruptcy. You can pay pennies on the dollar, and your credit doesn't have to take a hit. It's a 100% legal, 100% ethical program that will show you how to get out of debt in 90 minutes. Go to outin90.com. That's outin90.com. We're talking about the Naked Rambler. He is a man who's sitting in an Edinburgh prison. That's Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, just so you can be aware, this is across the pond. But this could very well happen here in America. So, you know, don't think that this is an unusual story. In fact, we know somebody that was uh, that was being held in a prison cell for not uh, wanting to cooperate with the authorities. And this story rings a lot of bells for me. Yeah. Uh, because it sounds an awful lot like what happened to Lauren Canario here in New Hampshire. And if you missed that story, you can go to our website uh, and go to our guest page. You can download the interviews there with Lauren and you can learn all about that. But let me continue the story here from Scotland. He's been sitting in jail for quite a while now on a contempt of court charge. They're claiming that he has contempt for the court because he uh, apparently when they want him to come to court, he refuses to put clothes on. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to understand when he was arrested, he didn't have clothes on either. So it's not like he's just decided to stop wearing clothes because of the government. He just doesn't really care that much for clothes. He's the naked rambler. He walks around with a backpack on naked. <laughs> and that's what he does, right? Naked rambling. Right. There you go. And now, um, I, I guess you, you've just made the statement that he was arrested with no clothes on. So you're sort of drawing the logical uh, conclusion that because he was arrested with no clothes, they should be able to try him with no clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then what if somebody decided that, uh, you know, they got arrested for something else? Mm -hmm. Could they then come to court, d demand to come to court naked? Or is it just because this guy got arrested uh, no, for I being naked? No, I was just naked? pointing that out. You know, I think that if you want to come to court naked, then, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know you do. That's your deal. Yeah. Uh, his counsel said, Go, this is uh, the man's name, Go, uh, believed that to be naked in public... Stephen Goh, by the way, uh, naked in public was a fundamental freedom and that nakedness was an aspect of his personal autonomy. Mm. He called for the findings of contempt and the penalties imposed to be quashed. However, his arguments were rejected by five appeal court judges. Following that decision, Mr. Goh had been due to appear before the sheriff on Friday for sentence. However, defense lawyer John Good told the sheriff that his client was in the cells and was refusing to dress for his appearance. Sheriff Mackey said he's not an unintelligent man. Has he been able to read the appeal court decision? Mr. Good said his client had seen the ruling, but maintained his position. Clearly, this is a man who is naked on principle. <laughs> He's not just trying to uh, be a jerk. Mm. The sheriff said the decision of the five judges clearly showed that her initial finding of contempt had been correct. It was a matter of regret, she said, that Go uh, pers persisted in his contemptuous behavior. He has spent nearly 19 months mm. in prison since May of 2006. Wow. On each occasion, he has refused to wear clothes when released at the end of his sentence and been arrested when he entered a public area. <laughs> so what will happen is, like uh, like our friend Lauren, who, again, was also in, in jail for the silliest of reasons uh, because she didn't want to participate with the system, eventually they get tired of having her there and they'll release her. 
well, Lauren's wearing clothes when she gets released, so she doesn't have a problem actually getting off the grounds of, uh, of the prison or the, or the jail. Uh, in this guy's case, they mm. release him, and as soon as he walks off the jail property, he he's naked in public. Naked well, I, I don't think he's wearing clothes when he gets released. So he, they, you know, they let him out, and then he violates the, uh, the nakedness law or whatever again, and they rearrest him and, and put him right back in. This is madness. It, it, well, it, it's so certainly funny. bizarre, but I, I'm not sure that uh, I, I don't. Even, I don't know what I expect from the th- the authorities in this particular circumstance. I mean, if the naked rambler can go to court naked, Ian, then anybody could go to court naked. So, and then court is naked. <laughs> so, as naked as you want to be, at least. So, court. I, You're I, not making a point. I'm not making a point. What's wrong if somebody's naked? <laughs> I think that there's a certain level of contempt showing up naked at court. I don't think that that's inaccurate. I think it's showing a certain level of contempt for the court. Would you say that you have contempt for the court? Absolutely. There you go. Because people have to actually earn my respect. And the courts don't deserve respect. The the point is made, then. I mean, the the judge simply says there's contempt. This guy doesn't have contempt. The court supports the man with contempt for the court. But he's always naked. Sounds see, logical. He's always naked. I get, I get that. And I can kind of see the point that because he was um, arrested naked for being naked, right. that uh, perhaps they could try him naked. But, uh, you know, th- I think contempt that's why is I asked BS. You, that's the contempt why I asked a specific question. Well, I, I don't. It's BS every single time, the contempt charge. Nonsense. And, I, think, and, and, I think if they. Uh, I, I, sorry to interrupt, but I, I think if they. If, you know, they, they feel it's requisite to get the guy out of the public. Because he's naked. Mm-hmm. So they have to arrest him because he's naked. And they have to bring him to court. And they're not bringing him to court. They're saying he's in contempt of court because right. of, okay, well, you know, if that's the case, then I think your logic does sound pretty reasonable. But there is that overriding factor where, in their eyes, they had to get him out of the public streets. But they don't necessarily have to move him into the court and not charge him with contempt of court. Well, they probably don't have the same rules as uh, as in Scotland as they do here in yeah. America, speedy trial and, and all that. Uh, but but still, I mean, the, the fact is, I think the whole concept of a contempt charge is nonsense. I agree. You're in court to be charged with some sort of crime, supposedly. Now, in this particular case, no one was harmed. In my opinion, there was no crime. Well, uh, yeah. You didn't harm another person or their property by being naked walking down the street. Yeah. So I don't think that there's a crime there in the first place. But if there is a crime there, charge him with that crime, sentence him, and be you know be done with it. I well, guess that's what they're doing. It, isn't it funny, Ian, because what we're doing here is really questioning even the very functional paradigm of how a government court system and that's can really, even function. That's because what, that's if how you've it got comes people down. who dissent from allowing that court system to function in that way, should they be allowed to have their day in court just like everybody else? They're having their tax money taken from them to pay for the stinking court. Well, so is everyone else. Right. So, so now, what do you do? Everyone, majority rule, everybody has to wear a certain color because the majority yeah, says sure. so? That's, I mean, same, yeah. same kind of mentality. Right. Uh, the fact is, now everybody who didn't want to see this guy naked and everybody who didn't care, who whatever your opinion is on his nakedness, you're paying to feed and, well, not clothe him, but to feed <laughs> and house this man for 19 months if you live in Scotland. Great. Who would have thought that such an absurd thing would really highlight the, the, the lack of functionality of a government court system? 
if because it breaks down. I mean, yeah. what other things do, are you going to allow or not allow? Well, well, we have to allow. It seems to work okay, guard. Well, it doesn't work for this guy. Right. Not, well, it doesn't work for him, but I, I'm not sure that our system's breaking down because the guy, the naked guy won't wear pants. The system breaks down the more people refuse to participate with its absurd rules. The <laughs> How's more, that going uh, for him? He's been in jail for 19 months. Clearly, he is uh, principled enough to, uh, to go through with this, and this is important enough in his life to do that, as with Lauren Canario, it was important for her as well. If there are more people like them, then yes, you will start to see the breakdown of the system, because can you imagine if, you know, everybody that went in, and this is not going to happen, but imagine it. If everybody that went in for, uh, you know, possession of marijuana charges refused to uh, go to court or they refused to cooperate with the system, it would be so clogged and so screwed over. You know, I say sell T-shirts on behalf of the naked. Oh, you couldn't do that, though, because you'd never wear them. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Tattoos. You could tattoo There you them. go. That would be an option. 800-259-9231. Uh, if you're against the Naked Rambler, <laughs> would love to hear from you. Anything goes. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can stay control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is Ian here with you? And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, including the Shrine of Female listeners with the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo. Head to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or a limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. We go to the phones to the fun. Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy. Y'all got me rolling tonight. Hey, Hey, man. What's on your mind, dude? (laughs) I was thinking uh, if I started doing that where I live, the divorce rate would go up 50%. Have you started being naked in public, you mean? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's because the women would be throwing themselves at you, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, man. It'd be terrible. Then all the Baptists would be after me. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't be good. Mike Huckabee, look out. You know? I'm not saying I recommend being <laughs> naked in public. I just think that people should just get over their, whatever the hell it is their issue is with nudity, they need to get over it. Well, I think uh, this guy needs to find a good nudist colony to move to or something. I mean... If if it's uh, either putting clothes on or my freedom, I think I'm going to choose putting clothes on. I think most people are Same like here. you, um, but, you know, I have to respect <laughs> the guy. I really do, because it takes a lot of conviction, and really, he obviously really believes in what he uh, what he um, what, what his values are. Either that or he needs some mental health. I mean, <laughs> the guy could be, and then he could have allergies to clothes, because what? Everyone knows a lot of the stuff you buy out of these department stores anymore is just full of insecticides and no time. Maybe he's allergic to something that's in clothes. It, you know, oh, that's, that's even better. <laughs> a naked guy with a rash. <laughs> that's an excellent. Uh, you know, that would be an approach, though. I mean, obviously it's too late for him to use this, but you could tell that to the judge. Look, sorry, uh, judge, I, I can't wear clothes. I'm allergic. Buy him. <laughs> hey, how'd y'all? Did y'all go to any parties last night for Ron Paul? No. No, I it, was, shot it, it was a blizzard here. <laughs> so uh, It was not a blizzard yeah, here. That's what they call those things. Nonsense. 
for the most part, we had to get together and we all got together in the coolest schoolhouse and everything and rented for like 35 bucks and we all gathered there and partied and hooked up online and donated money. It was awesome. That's cool. cool. How many people were there? Oh, uh, I think we had all together the in and outs combined. I'd guess about eighty to a hundred. All right. You know, it's amazing. I mean, that is just incredible. And this is in a relatively small market, uh, Kalispell, Montana. I think there's only twenty five thousand people that live there. So to have a hundred people turn out uh, for something like that is just mind blowing uh, to me. And Jeremy, thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, have you seen the picture? There was a great. At LouRockwell.com, uh, there was a gr- on their blog. Somebody posted. They took the the meetup groups. You know, mm-hmm. Ron Paul has all these meetup groups around the country, and and we know he has more than the other candidates. But they they did a, this brilliant little animated uh, GIF, this animated uh, picture online that really showed it how uh, overwhelming the uh, the number of these meetup groups was. What they had was the like the picture of the country, the United States, mm-hmm. and then the, these little pinpoints in the map to show where each of the meetup groups were. And they started with like you know Joe Biden's meetup groups, and there was five of them. And then they went to uh, you know Hillary Clinton, and then they went to you know they sort of went up the line as you know each candidate had more and more, more and pins. more meetup groups. And just the Ron Paul amount of pins was. Stunning! It was amazing. There are Ron Paul pins everywhere, and most of the pins on the other candidates' maps were, you know, we want a meetup group. There wasn't actually a meetup group right. there. Ninety percent of Ron Paul's pins were actual meetup groups. Hmm. I mean, there are there are these groups of Ron Paul fanatics all across the country. There's probably one of them near you doing things similar to what Jeremy was just talking about. You can go to RonPaul2008.com and find them through that website great way to link up with uh, with like-minded people and get active and start promoting liberty yeah and, and you know talking about promoting liberty liberty that's the key ian because a lot of times i think uh, people who believe in individual liberty uh, can become very confrontational it's very easy for them if you and for anybody if you get in a conversation with someone uh, to sort of blow them out of the water with mm-hmm. a lot of history a lot of economic knowledge or whatever or just drawing them out through logic right and not to mention that the uh, that the the concept of liberty is anti uh, aggressive force yes. yeah. so therefore anybody who's not for liberty is for aggressive force. Exactly. The, so so you therefore, it. yeah, they're right. an attacker. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that that I I keep trying to stress myself. If I'm talking to somebody, I I, I get frustrated sometimes because I know that they don't see themselves in a, as in an aggressor, but sure. they are they're supporting. They're just trying to help, trying to make right, the system work. Right. And they don't. And so that that way of uh, so many of the Ron Paul supporters to almost in a seductive way convince someone to pull them in rather than confronting them. Uh, that's unique, I think, for a lot of candidates. A lot of candidates, uh, they'll go out there and they'll say, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. For the supporters of Ron Paul, they say, look, you know, we've got a better way, and, and this way is peace and, and commerce. I think that uh, everyone who considers themselves pro-liberty, whether you call yourself a libertarian or whatever you want to label yourself, free marketeer, anarchist, anarcho-capitalist, whatever, voluntarist, mm-hmm. I think that anybody that's taking a pro-liberty position really should uh, go and do some research into methods of persuasion because it's exactly what you're talking about, Gardner. If you get into an argument with somebody it's completely non-productive mm. because when you get into an argument like we do on Free Talk Live, 
don't follow Free Talk Live's uh, example on air because we have to you be mean, a little bit more confrontational yes, in order yeah. to be entertaining uh, on the radio. But in real life, when you're dealing with somebody, and especially somebody you care about, you know, somebody that you know personally, a coworker, a family member, friend, it's really critical that you use persuasion as opposed to argumentation. Because if you argue, what happens is that the other person in the argument everybody in an argument digs their trench and then they just lob bombs at one mm-hmm. another and mm-hmm. they wait, uh, you know, verbal bombs, they wait mm-hmm. until the other person is done talking so they can start talking. No one's actually listening to what anybody has to say and by the time everything is said and done, you've effectively verbally beaten up your friend and everybody feels awful and that's, you know, that's how you end the conversation. That's a great point. There's, and, uh, yeah. The Advocates for Self-Government is an organization that's dedicated to helping liberty-minded people persuade in Instead of argue, and I highly recommend that people visit them at theadvocates.org and uh, take a look at what they have. Some of those folks are going to be at the uh, Liberty Forum. Sharon Harris, the president. Sharon, that'll be great. And, you know, there's something else, too, Ian, and I think on your show you guys are exceptional because you do do try to take that that approach as as often as you think you might not. Sometimes. Um, It it depends. Yeah, it depends. I will with someone who's reasonable, but if somebody's getting on the phone yelling or being a jerk, then I'll be a jerk back. But what's interesting is you look at the honesty of the people who are supporting Ron Paul versus the other folks who are, you know, whether it's the Hillary Clintons or the Barack Obamas or the John Edwards or the, or, or the Mike Huckabees or any of those guys, they're trying to hide their background, they're trying to sell you a bill of goods, and those people, they've already got their connections. They've got their particular corporate connections, their particular party affiliates, mm-hmm. their their the party affiliates in various states who are all tied, you know, tied to them like it's, like babies to the womb through the umbilical and and yet the the Ron Paul thing is a different phenomenon where it's people who have met each other because of philosophical interests because of a belief in principle that's the key and they've come together or at the to very tr- least they heard something they like and they're hopefully going to discover the principle and they yeah, realize that Ron Paul can't be bought of all the candidates out there Ron Paul cannot be bought that's right he hasn't been bought yet at least but I, I just can't imagine that he can he's, I can't he's been in house of uh, in the house of representative for 10 terms mm. you'd think that if they were going to buy him they'd have bought him by now speaking of Ron Paul we go to Trey in Austin uh, trying him for the second and final time Trey you're on free talk live Trey Austin going once Trey, Austin, going twice. Can you hear me? There he is. What's up, Trey? Hey, how's it going, y'all? I was just going to brag on Austin for our uh, tea party yesterday and then talk about how Social Security would destroy my mother's business. So what happened with the tea party? Okay, so the tea party, we only had about 220 people RSVP'd for it. I was not one of them, but got down there about 45 minutes early. There was already 100 people there, and by the time we started marching... I was going to estimate seven or eight hundred, but the uh, crowd oh control cop pulled, the, the crowd control cop pulled up there was a thousand plus. So it was a pretty impressive. Uh, when we left the Capitol grounds, we got about five blocks away. And, and then you're going to tell me what happened. Hang on, we're going right. to bring you back. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. From what I understand, there were these little versions of the tea parties going on all across the country yesterday. We'll get the rest of the story here and talk to you about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Gar. And Mark. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com, the place to go. The features for free. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live and get your shopping done all at the same time, then go to Amazon.freetalklive.com. It is the holiday shopping season. And as I understand it, uh, the free Super Saver shipping 
at Amazon is uh, going to run out as far as if you want to get it in time for Christmas. Uh, I think the see. deadline's coming up. It's like the 21st it's like or right 22nd now. now. Yeah. yeah, today is the last day to order. So as yeah. I speak, uh, if you want to get your items free Super Saver shipping by Christmas, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Of course, you can always pay more for uh, for better shipping options. But uh, nonetheless, there are 41 categories you can shop in, purchase pretty much anything you might possibly want. We just got some Frontline for uh, for the kitty recently. I mean, they've got everything. So awesome. just go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your sale. It does, you can even buy used items. We'll still get a cut. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of consumers who failed to pay their bills. You may not believe, or you may believe, this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people don't pay their bills... Everyone pays the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So if you have or know of any businesses that require assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-obligation, no-cost proposal. SACL CAI repositions companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner at freetalklive.com. We go back to Trey in Austin, who just begun telling us about their tea party yesterday. Of course, for those that don't know, uh, if you are outside of the Liberty Circles, the the Ron Paul campaign, of course, is just this tremendous decentralized juggernaut of uh, activists all across the country that are out there self-organizing and doing what they think is right to help promote Ron Paul's candidacy. Uh, Something that was going on yesterday was this Ron Paul money bomb where people all around the country were sending in contributions. They totaled $6 million in Internet contributions in one 24-hour period tremendous level of success but at the same time as people were sitting at their computers sending in those contributions many people were going out and having these actual reenactments of the boston tea party not just in boston though it was happening in boston but all around the country and so you were telling us about what happened down there in austin you said what a thousand people turned out for this thing that's the rumor and i was uh for scale, when when we planned it or when they planned it, they didn't expect that many people, so they didn't do a parade permit or anything. Mm-hmm. But the cops saw how big it was getting, so they ended up giving us the right lane of the road to march in instead of the sidewalk. Wow. Uh, and we walked a good 15 blocks or so down to a park and did the reenactment there in front of a lake. And uh, really a, an amazing positive um, reaction. Two hecklers the whole way. And that, that <laughs> conversation went something like, I won't vote for him because Republican. And I said, do you want out of Iraq in 2013 or 2009? And the guy said, but what about the children? Literally. I mean, that's what he said to me. But what, what about, about the, the children, children of Iraq that are getting <laughs> well, their houses blown up? The parade was moving at that point, so I just kept going. And actually, as the parade went on, we had more people join and go with us. Wow. And, and uh, on the way back, I would say, like, every other or every third car was honking at us and giving us support. Oh, so awesome. That's, that's awesome. an amazing community wow. for Ron Paul. Fantastic. Um, hey, just a quick yeah. question. I know that all these people were doing this Boston Tea Party uh, reenactment. Did you hear of anybody getting, like, arrested or ticketed for littering? I mean, people were dumping things in, uh, in, in lakes and bays and that sort of thing. Did you go and pick them up after you were done? How did that work? Yeah, it seems like most of the groups, what they did was they had um, something like a cardboard box with some strips of wood nailed or taped to it or whatever. And then normally they had them tied to a piece of string so yeah. they could lasso them in or had I someone see. go out in the lake and receive them, retrieve them. Uh, some some art news articles made a point to say that, too, which I thought was good. <laughs> so we wouldn't think we were littering in there. 
But, yeah, uh, I was just curious really, about that. I don't know if that's as powerful to uh, reel them back in after you've thrown them into uh, the bay, but I guess the symbology is yeah. still there. Right, so. they're not taxing the T now. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a thousand people cheering them on. It was hilarious. They'd pick one up and show us what it said and say, like, CIA, and a thousand people would boo, and then they'd throw it in the river, <laughs> and a thousand people would start cheering. And the people, wow. man, the people on the boat had uh, George Bush and Hillary masks on and then they had like some people <laughs> row up in canoes and they would fight and throw fits as they would steal the tea and like throw it it was funny <laughs> oh, that's, that's but, cool uh, man thanks for sharing that story yeah. trey anything wow. else uh, on your mind tonight yeah real briefly I should, uh quick story i talked to my mom she's in the medical industry she does surgical assisting she bills as a second surgeon on surgeries oh yeah okay. and yeah, bills pretty good money for that uh well yeah and she bills through insurance separately and i asked her um, what, you know, if you had to take all Medicare payments, how long would you stay in business? And she said if she had to take half Medicare payments, she would shut down the business and do something else because she couldn't make any money. Wow. So that's where you're going. If you want socialization, you're going to lose the cream of the crop. Yep. All the good doctors and good people in the healthcare industry will get uh, will get fed up, just like the good cops get fed up with the system and bail out and right. go find something they else They got to into do. the medical industry to help people and to do medicine. They didn't get in there to fill out your stinking paperwork for your, one, uh, for your single payer system or whatever crap that they're um, labeling socialized medicine. Yep. Trey, great call, man. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls. It's Bradley in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bradley. Oh. Bradley, you're on with Ian Gard and Mark. Hello. Hi. Hey, what's hey. on your mind? Well, I, I uh, did want to um, make some comments about healthcare, but since you were talking about uh, civil disobedience a little earlier, I thought I would just mention something I just found out today. Okay. What's that? Um, I guess it's been happening for a while, but it wasn't really in the news up here too much, and uh, I just uh, noticed an article about it by... A guy named uh, Pierre Lemieux, um, he's sort of a libertarian writer up here in Canada. So what's going on? Um, well, there's a, a group of people called the, uh, I don't um, I guess I should say anyone who doesn't live in Canada might not know, we have a, uh, usually called C-68, it's a law that was passed a few years ago requiring everyone to register, all the guns themselves to be registered. Oh dear. So they all got to have a little number and... So it's after the fact, it's a big boondoggle. So so that's after the fact. So people that had had guns prior to that law at that point had to register them. Yeah, they were supposed to, but lots of people didn't. Sure, it was a big bureaucratic mess. Right. <laughs> anyway, there was a group of people called the uh, Unregistered Firearms Association, uh, <laughs> Firearm Owners Association, mm-hmm. and uh, they that seems like publicly... a bad group to be belonging to. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're uh, they're. Uh, you know, their civil dis- it was a civil disobedience thing. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's bra- very brave on their part. They openly refused to, to obey the laws. Right. Well, I guess uh, just this month, earlier this month, the uh, one mm. of the founders and his wife were finally char- uh, charged um, with uh, disobeying that law. And, and what, is the pen- what is the penalty? Do you know? Well, they haven't been sentenced yet, but it's uh, probably a lot of jail time. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Now I, b- um, I imagine they, uh, you know, they've raided that organization. I mean, were all the people, the members, were they public? Was there a member list somewhere to where they might go after the rest of the the, uh, the members? That I, I I don't actually know, but um, there was um, because it was a um, uh, intentionally civil disobedience movement. Like they they, you know, they were challenging the law openly. Sure. A lot of them were public. Made made their names public as a, you know, they wanted people to know who they were. Right. Yeah. Um, no. Anyway, the the 
the name of this guy that uh, was just recently charged. His name is Bruce Montague, and so anyone in Canada or anywhere who's interested can yeah look, look that up. up maybe send him some contributions or something to yeah, uh, to yeah, help he's defend got him. A, he's got a legal defense. Uh, Fund on his website. That's Bruce Montague. And what was the name of the organization again? The Canadian Unregistered Firearms Owners Association. Very wow. brave. You know, I'm a fan of anybody that has the courage to engage in civil disobedience. Uh, obviously, they knew that uh, they knew what the risks were when they they got involved with that one. That's Man. sad. I'd always heard that Canada was somewhat uh, firearm friendly. I guess that's changing, huh? Well, it, it used to be relatively. I mean, they've always uh, there's been. Uh, re- really uh, severe restrictions on, on handguns for a really long time, mm-hmm. but like uh, long guns and, and like rifles and shotguns and right. such. Oh, that's because you can't kill anybody with a long a gun. What's that all about? What are they? Are they afraid that people are going to conceal the handgun or something? What do you think the rationale is there, if any? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Silly. Uh, sort of politically, we have this problem in, in Canada up here. A lot of the laws on the firearms are made uh, to sort of make the city people feel good. Oh, and, uh, okay. So you get national, country, the, you get national sort of uh, laws that are targeted towards people in the cities. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, that's just that's, um, like uh, in Canada, our criminal criminal law is is national. Mm. Um, we have a federal criminal code. Really? Um, so, do and, the provinces have their own criminal code, or it's all federal? Uh, well, they do have some, but but the primary the primary criminal law is is federal. Our, Sorry to hear that. Code. I mean, there's certainly um, plenty of uh, federal criminal laws now in America, but constitutionally it wasn't supposed to be that way, so yeah. I guess yeah, I can... Yeah, that's, uh, that's empath- what I was getting at. It's sort of the opposite here in Canada. Right. I can empathize with you there. Thanks for bringing that story up, man. Good hearing from you. Yeah. Thank you for the yeah. call, uh, and good luck to those folks that are engaged in uh, that form of civil disobedience or any form, uh, because really, it's uh, I think it's the obligation of liberty-loving people to stand up against tyranny in whatever way they think is best, and I absolutely support those folks. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 3, coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Hey, guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us again. freetalklive.com. Rolling right into the phone calls, we go to Frank in New Hampshire. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner and Mark. Frank, New Hampshire going once? Do we have Frank in New Hampshire going twice? We will try instead. Uh, let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist, on in Tennessee. Hello, Gene. Well, hello, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Well, hey, happy Gene. solstice, Gene. What's on your mind? <laughs> I wanted to congratulate, number one, everyone for doing a great job yesterday in the Ron Paul uh, uh, drive for the record on online donations what you know, an amazing it, it, day it was it was so inspiring for me i at that moment i i was just i i could believe 
that in fact Ron Paul could be the president of the United States if if he can I mean, it's it's the largest fundraising effort ever 6 million over 6 million dollars in 24 hours for anyone who's just tuning in Ron Paul campaign did it it was you know 99% of it was online contributions from over 57,000 individual contributors the median contribution was $50 so this is not some big corporation cutting a check these are regular Americans like you and I that made this happen and it was just amazing hmm. Well, I told you guys over a month ago the only way they can stop him now is to shoot him because the snowball is rolling and it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. I and hope that uh, I hope that doesn't not, happen, Gene. I don't even want to talk oh, about it and you I'm know manifest it or something. Either, of course, you know I don't want that to happen. But I'm saying there's no way they can stop this train from rolling. Well, now here's a question though: If that does happen, if something violent and terrible happens to Ron Paul that uh, results in either his death or him having to uh, leave the race. For whatever reason, um, do you think that that would really, you think that would push some people over the brink as far as getting them to refuse to participate in the system, maybe refuse to to pay taxes anymore, that sort of thing, or worse? Well, I say that's the start of the revolution. Hmm. I, I think the think, revolution's uh, already started, but I see where you're coming from. I mean, I mean a violent revolution, that's and I, exactly nobody I wants wondering. to see that happen. So let's hope they keep their hands off around Paul. I absolutely agree. Um, what else on your mind tonight, Gene? I want to specifically talk to you, Ian, man-to-man. The rest of the guys can just sit back and listen. I want to talk to you about love. Oh, Gene, I didn't know you felt that way. <laughs> well, you, there's a lot of things you don't know, Ian. But um, <laughs> you, you claim to, know, to uh, love Julia, I believe. Uh, sure, I think yes. I've heard that. Mm-hmm, okay. Certainly. Say, say it and, out loud. Uh, I'm sure. I love Julia. I, I absolutely love Julia. Okay. Okay. Now... Prove it. What's that mean? What do you, what do you wow. mean? How do you how do you I'm, I'm prove talking, that? I'm talking specifically to Ian here now. Ian, prove you love Julia. On whose standards? Everybody's standards. How do you prove, prove that? Okay, prove. Now go one step further. Prove to me that love exists. I don't think you can do that, can you? I mean, it's sort of one of those things that you feel. But you believe on, love exists. You feel on the inside. You believe it exists. Are you Most trying to make some point world. about Jesus, Gene? Is that what you're, where you're going with all of this? I'm making. I'm absolutely making a point about the Creator. Now you believe that love exists. You it affects your life. Everything you do revolves around love. Yet you cannot specifically prove that love exists. You cannot prove that uh, there is no scientific test in the world that's going to prove that love exists. You don't question the fact that love exists. I don't know. Is it scientifically possible to prove that feelings exist? Because certainly no. human beings have uh, several different feelings that they can uh, that they can no. go through uh, in there their lives. There is no scientific test. All there is is subjective evidence. There is just subjective things, exactly the same level that you have when you're talking about trying to prove that God exists. So now here, I'm going one step farther. God only exists for you, or you only know that God exists. I will, I will say that God always exists, but you only know that he exists when you have that relationship with him, when you have that experience that gives you the same kind of proof that God exists that you have regarding love between you, you and Julia, that existence of love. That's an interesting so, point. What was your experience, Gene? My experience was basically just an awakening. It was just all of a sudden I realized that God exists. And what I'm doing this Christmas season, because Christmas season is the time when we celebrate the birth of Christ. 
I'm praying for you, Ian. Specifically, I'm talking oh, to you. That's so nice. Now, Gene. I am, wait, I am praying that you will have an experience that will open your eyes to the existence of the Creator. Now, what is so, it that made you realize that it was the monotheistic God as opposed to, say, the mythological gods? What, uh, you know, the, what was that? Was there something in the, the feeling that you got that made you say, ah, oh, it's just one God, not that Zeus and Athena and all those other guys? There is simply an awakening when you just realize it. It's just, it's not really explainable. It's not like a bolt of lightning comes down and strikes you. It's just so then you don't know sudden, if it was uh, your God or on. Zeus. Right? You well, just felt something. All, it doesn't matter what you call him. He is the creator. He's the one that created How do you it. know he's a he? That's what I want. Well, he's, he's been using oh. that terminology all around. He hasn't said that oh. he's going to pray that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He That's said correct. he's going to accept or, or pray that, uh, that you realize that there's a creator. You That's realize all. the creator is there and that he made you. I'm not specifically making... My mom and dad to... created me. I know that much happened. No, they you know. didn't. All they did was was have sex, and a sperm and an egg got together, and then you were formed. But they did not create <laughs> that sperm and that egg. Hey, Gene, if I oh, could go back, sure they did. Your if I could go They're back, not Gene, your creator. if I could go back, Gene, to the premises of your uh, praxeology in a way, or, or <laughs> perhaps we could we could say the the analysis of of this in, in a sort of logical way. I think it's interesting because it it, it sounds like a pretty strong argument at first, but um, I would, and, and and this is a person who believes in God uh, speaking to you here. But um, I would say that the argument of asking Ian, say per se, uh, how do you know that you love Julia? Um, that is something no that well, that is that is something that you could say. How do you know you are hungry? You have certain feelings, and you know you are hungry. You know, and you can decide. Hunger can be tested. I think you can tell. I think feelings can be tested. But see, this is the thing. I mean, there there are a lot of different things. How do you know that you are frightened? How do you know that you trust someone? Those are personal and subjective feelings as opposed to knowing that an objective God exists through through your... You cannot prove that love exists. All you can prove is that people say it exists. No, no, no. You can prove that that that's not that's not the point. You're not saying that love exists as an outside entity. You're saying that you are in a state of love Love, for Julia. You love Julia. So yeah, I think I think we're talking cross. See, but 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 this is no no. Hold on, hold on, Uh, Gene. Just hold on. This is is this. We're talking cross purposes. Gene, hold on a second. We're talking cross-purposes, because Ian can validly say, I love Julia, without having to prove that love as some abstract entity exists. He feels an emotional state, which he calls love, and Julia reciprocates to him. There are a lot of different emotional states that we feel. You can't feel. say that it's real. You can't say that it's no, real. No, it doesn't mean, yeah, I don't I don't have to say that it's he he knows it's real because he feels it. He can't it. say that it's real. He can't I see that what it's Gene real. is saying. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. saying that uh, you know, my feeling of love is as real as his feeling about uh God. I don't think, is. I don't think they're analogous. I don't think I, I happen to agree just, with you. I think that, you know, you can probably hook somebody up to an MRI or some sort of uh, machine and actually see some reactions happening when people are having different feelings. Uh, whereas well, you can do you can do that when people uh, are claiming to be in prayer and stuff too, and you're going to see the same thing. Yeah, so but you can also get... test prayer, well, and you can find yeah. out that it doesn't work. No, it does work at times. I mean, there are things <laughs> no. that can only be explained as prayer. I I know people that have been told by the doctors they're never going to see another day, and yet. 
they live. That is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not really so, a miracle. Uh, the the power of the human mind is uh, very uh, there's you know it's very untapped. So then, and so then you're claiming that the human mind did the miracle, but at any rate, it is still a miracle. See, I'm not sure just, about you're that. You're just changing. No, you're just changing the the vessel for the miracle. You're saying it's the mind and not God. Now I'm we're getting very God. very far into metaphysics here, as yeah, to certainly. But but Gene, it's a fascinating conversation, and you it know, really is. coming from a guy who's had some pretty weird experiences in his life that sort of affirm these things. Uh, I like I like what you're saying, but I mean, just like you would say. Uh, someone can feel angry, but it doesn't prove that anger exists as an, a, an outside entity. And, you know, I've said several times on this show, and Gene, as always, thanks for the call. Good conversation. You know, I'll have um, to do it again sometime. I've said several times on the show that I don't deny there could be something that is, uh, you know, of a higher experience than we are out there. It's just that I haven't seen it. So until then, you got nothing. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And it's Guard. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The feature's for free. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them for free right there on the front page of the website. Easy uh, to access. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. It's just free. FreeTalkLive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. We go back to the phones and to the fun. It's Osborne calling from Ohio. Osborne, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, hey man. Good evening. Good to have the guard dog out tonight. Did you uh, have to get the husky dogs or something out? <laughs> yeah, man, my sled dogs, they're, they're panting outside eating their milk bones. <laughs> it's a, it's hey, a I want to make a quick uh, announcement, if I could. Yeah. As you all know, the uh, Liberty Forum is coming up uh, January 3rd through the 6th, put it on is. by the Free State Project. Yes. And as you may have heard, uh, SACL CEI, your full-orbed approach to account recovery, is sponsoring the Thursday night welcome reception. Ah, so this Which is Jason Osborne. I didn't know if we were supposed to say who you were. Okay, so Jason Osborne, the man the... behind SACL CAI. Yes. You're correct, sir. Okay. Yes. At any rate, there is a uh, welcome reception on Thursday night featuring uh, none other than our own Gardner Goldsmith. Thank you, sir. Among other thank people. You. And I believe, it, and uh, thanks all to you guys at SACL. Good job. Thank you so much. Aren't you going to have uh, yeah. F. Paul Wilson at that, too? Is he going to be there? Yeah. Who else is lined up, Osborne? Uh, you know, I really couldn't tell you. Really? <laughs> really, you couldn't? Uh, I thought I, you were organizing I know, this. I know F. Paul Wilson and Gardner Goldsmith. Uh, I'm not sure what else is going on. I hear Glenn Jacobs is going to be there, uh, w, also known as WWE's Kane. I will be there as soon as I uh, get done broadcasting. No, actually, it's before. It starts before the show. I can't have any drinks, but is we'll it? hang out. Well, I, I'm sure we'll be up uh, well after the show is over. Yeah. Oh, I, okay, cool. I see a lot of evidence of that. I've seen that. <laughs> well, after you've had a few drinks, come on by the table. We'll uh, you know have you sit down in, in, in on the show for a few. And folks, I got to tell, tell you, Jason Osborne and SACL CAI is some of the best people around. And if you can make it, please w- approach this man and tell him thanks for all the great work he does on behalf of Liberty. Jason, thank you so much, man. No problem, guys. Uh, I've got one more reason why you might want to show up on Thursday night. As you all know, Gardner Goldsmith has a new book that just came out called Live Free or Die. That's right. I can Uh, order it at uh, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Absolutely, and you should be buying them for uh, all of your friends and family members for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
And uh, so anybody who uh, shows up on that Thursday night and either purchases one of these books from Gardner Goldsmith or brings a book that they have previously purchased and bring it to Gardner to sign uh, will be entered in a drawing. And oh, at the really? end of the night, uh-huh. uh, one name will be drawn, and the winner will receive a limited edition. Oh, and by limited, I mean one and only one uh, free talk live iPod. Wow. Now, how, are you gonna create, how, how are you creating this? Uh, I purchased this iPod from Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be preloaded with uh, over two years' worth of Free Talk Live episodes. Oh, so cool. As well as uh, an extensive collection of punk rock in honor of the guard dog himself. Yeah. That's amazing. In, <laughs> including uh, the number one punk band of all time, uh, The Damned. Yes! 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 <laughs> Jason Osborne, you are the man. And there, there will also be some cool engravings and such on the back, so oh, it'll be wow. a uh, collector's item. Hmm. Wow! Oh, so this man. is only available to people who are attending the Thursday night shindig that the Sickle that is CAI correct. is putting on at the Liberty. <laughs> you need an authenticity, um, oh. like a, a sort of a letter certifi- certifying its authenticity, like I got when I pur- purchased some, uh, <laughs> you know, some uh, original artwork, and then Ian and I can sign it. Yeah, I was going to say I'm certainly more than happy to lend my autograph if that makes it, you know, five cents worth more valuable. Oh wow! Okay. Boy, Christmas comes Earth, Jason. That is fantastic. What a cool thing to do. I thought the prize was going to be a night with Gardner, you know, in his hotel room. <laughs> yeah. But uh, dear yes. God. <laughs> By the That's way, only women can buy the book. Uh, perhaps a collection of phalluses modeled after the free talk live host from AdamandEve.com. <laughs> Limited edition AdamandEve.com. Ameritalade. Oh, Adam and Eve. There's no and in there, Mark. You should know your own clients. I, actually, they're both. Um, you can go to both. Oh, really? Okay, that's good. To know. Oh yeah. man, Adam I can imagine Jason. I can imagine sitting next to F. Paul Wilson there, who's a medical doctor, would be looking down at these things, going, uh, "You okay there, guard? You, you all right, Jason? That is so fantastic. That great, great thinking. So creative." And boy, um, boy, thanks, Jason. Mm-hmm. Just, just thanks, great. dude. Anything else on your mind tonight? Uh, not at all. Shoot, all right. man. We're excited about being there oh. at the Liberty Forum, and of course, getting to meet you and everybody else that's going to be in attendance. And I imagine the uh, the attendance is going to be even larger on Thursday nights now uh, that you've announced that. So can't um, wait. Can't thank wait. you, dude. Come and on we'll out, everybody, and and definitely meet Jason. You got to meet Jason. And uh, Jason, I, I got more than a pat on the back coming to you, man. Thank you so much. That is so so terrific. Thanks, man. No problem. I will look forward to seeing you guys and everybody else as well. Thanks, you got dude. It, my friend. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. That's a hell of a night. That is cool, huh? And it, 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 certainly, it doesn't sound cheap either. That engraving uh, must have been uh, rather pricey. Don't I missed wow. the engraving part. Wait, yeah, what is engraved? Uh, free talk live stuff on. The, uh, on, on the iPod. Great. Oh, I thought he said he was going to put a bunch of Free Talk Live uh, on the iPod. It, it's on the iPod, and, and apparently engraved. there's some engraving. Wow. Right and you know, I, I might be particularly uh, thankful if uh, some of the women from the Shrine of Female Listeners uh, were to, you know, pick up the book and get it autographed, and then I could give them you you know, my phone number. this is dating uh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. But Jason, <laughs> Hey, great, it worked for job. me, Mark. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Frank in New Hampshire. Uh, Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner, Mark. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, this is Frank from Operation Live Free Your Day. Hey, Frank. What's on your mind tonight? And, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the uh, the tea party yesterday. Um, yeah. I know, I know Mark said that it was a blizzard, but it really wasn't, and we all no. went down to Boston and uh, participated in the Boston Tea Party at uh, Fenyo Hall. Oh, How was it? Great. I mean, we had Austin. Uh, we had a guy from Austin, Texas, call and say they had a thousand people show up down yeah, there. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that big because it was. 
You know, there was freezing rain and sleet and ice, and there was a little weather issue. But uh, the Granny, the Granny Warrior Mobile showed up, and um, CNN showed up and did a story on us. There's mm. probably, I would say, about 500 people. Wow! Um, started... I told you a bunch of people would show up anyway, Mark. Those these That's Ron big... Paul fanatics are dedicated. That's great. Yeah, we we started at the State House, um, did a little kind of a sine wave demonstration there. You know, we probably got, you know, one out of every three cars going by was honking. Then we did a march down to Finial Hall, which isn't too far. It's, you know, maybe a 10 or 10 or 15 minute march or mm-hmm. so. Um, then once we got in the hall, you know, they set up all the speakers and everything. And uh, it was really great. They were passing out these flyers that had uh, tea bags, you know, with Ron Paul's uh, <laughs> face cute. kind of embossed on them. And, uh, it was just a great time, and there Wait, they had. There hold on from, a second. They had special Ron Paul tea bags. I thought they were just a tea bag clipped to a piece of paper or something. That's they had their own Ron were, Paul tea they, bags. No, they were. They had um, like. Have you seen the stencil logo of Ron Paul's face? If you've seen that one, they had a bunch of those printed up, and it said, you know, tea party on it or something, and huh. it was actually stickered on the. On oh, the tea cool. bag, it wasn't like they had them custom manufactured. It wouldn't yeah, have yeah. surprised me. These step guys, above Earl Grey. You know? Right, I mean, these Ron <laughs> Paul activists, they've got connections and they can have anything manufactured. It's yeah, amazing. Well, they, awesome. they had uh, uh, Rand Paul speak, which yes. is uh, Dr. Paul's son. Um, BJ hey. from the Project Spoke. If you, have um, more, if you have more stories, hang on, we'll bring you back for yeah, that, okay? 800-259-9231. Frank is one of the members of Operation Live for Your Die. If you don't know what that is, We'll have to explain it for you here in moments. And you can bring up anything as well. This is your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show, then buy my house. Uh, go to <laughs> Go to house. .freetalklive.com. I'm serious. This oh, is not God, a joke. I hope somebody buys this house soon. <laughs> this is not a joke. It's 105. I have slashed my price again to $159,000. Three bedrooms, two baths, nice. soundproofed studio, perfect for somebody that might be into doing a little recording, whether it be mm. music or any other kind you know, of any yeah, other kind of recording. Bizarre you know, it might even work for a little home theater. I mean, very yeah, little. Yeah, it's not yeah. a huge room, but uh, it would work well for that because it's again soundproofed. Uh, very nice house. Uh, it's my dream home, but I can't live in it anymore, so you should buy it because I need Lo- to sell it. I don't know where's, where the location is. Sarasota, Florida. Thank you oh, for that. Sarasota. Uh, sunny Sarasota, Florida, just minutes away from the beach. So yeah. really, I and mean, especially for baseball fans, go down there for spring training. That's true. I yeah. think the Reds is it the Red Sox that are still in Sarasota, Mark? Are you the Reds. Else? No. The Reds. Yeah, the Reds, the Reds so are in Sarasota. Winter Haven. The Pirates are in uh, Bradenton. So. Right. So um, there you go. House.freetalklive.com. Get it before someone else does. Uh, by the way, you can also wow and amaze your techie friends with a new Zero Blaster. It shoots smoke rings up to 12 feet. They're the perfect gift for anyone who likes neat stuff. Get your blaster at ZeroToys.com. That's ZeroToys.com. As we go back to your phone calls, it's Frank in New Hampshire. Frank is a member of Operation Live Free or Die. And uh, what is that, Frank? Can you explain to uh, listeners that are uninitiated? Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, Operation Live Free or Die is a grassroots uh, project totally um, separate from the official campaign to get a 1,000 Ron Paul supporters to move to New Hampshire in uh, the weeks before the primary to do nothing but campaign for Ron Paul so you know that he wins the primary in New Hampshire. As everybody knows, or they should know, uh, New Hampshire is the first primary in the United States, so it's very important, and it kind of sets the precedent for for the next uh, primary state. Sure, afterwards. sure. So you've moved from where? I'm from Portland, Oregon. Wow, all the wow. way across the country to That's stay cool. here in New Hampshire, and you're you're the guy that one of the guys that quit their job, right? You quit? Yeah, I did. I did quit. It. I did quit my job, and I also gave up my apartment to come here because I didn't want to pay double rent in two sure. different places for a month. So, well, yeah, now, here's my, my question for you, and I know we were talking about the Tea Party thing, but right. you know, now that you've been here, how long? when did you get here? I got here about two weeks ago. So two weeks ago. You've had two weeks in New Hampshire, right in the middle of what has essentially been uh, some pretty snowy times for late fall yeah, in New definitely. Hampshire. Um, you know, are you thinking about staying when you're when all said and done here after January? Yeah, it, it is probably my worst winter weather that I've been in, mm-hmm. and uh, it still doesn't deter me. I mean, I'm, I'm originally from Southern California, so this is pretty bad, um, you know, winter standards for me. But um, still, I'm still planning on moving to New Hampshire. I am a Free State Project member. Excellent. I just haven't you know, officially set my date yet. I need to go back and you know figure things out there. So you still have some stuff next. left back in uh, yeah, back yeah, in Oregon. I some, yeah, I still got some things to kind of wrap up over there. So uh, gotcha. one of the things about I the Free State Project, and, and you know, again, for those that don't know, it's a movement of liberty-loving of individuals from all across the country and even the world uh, moving here to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty. It's just a, a wonderful concept. But one of the neat things is there are people that are here already that are trying to lay the groundwork to help get people here. Uh, easier, you know, for instance, to rent out rooms to incoming uh, Free State Project members at a, uh, you know, maybe slightly below market uh, rate, yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. to to give people a little bit yeah, of assistance. Yeah, great idea. And yeah. so there's yeah, all I, kinds I, of I opportunities would, like that. Yeah, the one thing that I'm uh, kind of surprised about is um, how quickly the Ron Paul movement has been able to mobilize its its activists and supporters. I mean, this project literally started, you know, probably at the end of summer. And now, I mean, it's in full swing. You know, yeah. we've raised thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Right now, we have four houses in uh, in New Hampshire, um, in different parts of the state. We have Manchester. We have the Seacoast region. Um, we just got confirmation today that a new house is going to be opening up in New London. Yeah. Uh, we have another two um, literally days away from being uh, confirmed. And uh, wow. this is like the fastest activism network thing that I've ever been a part of. Yeah, and nobody, uh, I mean, none awesome. of the other candidates have anything close to this. They have to pay people to go out and campaign for them. Yeah, whereas- we, we've actually, we occasionally run into canvassers from other campaigns, uh, notably the Clinton and the uh, Obama uh, campaign. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they're all, they're all paid. None of them are, are volunteers. Their, their offices are staffed by paid um, employees essentially nobody has the the passion and uh, the drive to do what we're doing. I'm so. telling you, I hope that pays off. Come on January 8th and also all around the rest of the country. But getting back to the Tea Party yesterday, yeah, sure. uh, you said it was an amazing turnout considering it was, it was some pretty bad weather uh, up yeah, here in the Northeast. 500 people turning out, all kinds of uh, people were speaking. Did you have any other stories you wanted to relate from that event? Yeah, uh, we actually after the after the speakers were over, um, we went to the uh, old. South Meeting House, and we watched a, uh, a reenactment of the, uh, the events leading up to the Tea Party. 
and there was audience participation. It was uh, it was really really cool to see. I've never seen a reenactment before. Everybody was dressed up, you know, colonial outfits yeah. and everything. And um, after that was over, we actually marched to to Boston Harbor and did a little demonstration there. So that, that was really great. really exciting. Very cool. Wow. Keep up the good work, man, and uh, keep checking in as well because I think you're our only Operation Live Free or Die activist. That's uh, that's kind of uh, check, yeah, checking from time to time. One other quick thing, yeah. uh, Mark, don't be such a prude. The guy's just naked. Who cares? <laughs> That's from earlier in the show. But, yes, thank you for the comment, man, and appreciate the call. Just amazing people. I oh, mean, the, it's the, awesome. The, and, oh, well, I was going to say, that, you know, he talked about all the uh, paid employees over yeah, there with the all those campaigns. And this really is a confrontation between the forces of a lot of that money comes from special tied in corporate interests and yep. a lot of lawyers. And the lawyers make their money off of gaming the system and you know this isn't a broad brush against all lawyers but the, this is a real confrontation between the forces of the state that have accrued and grown like a mushroom over the years the lawyers who make their money off of this byzantine system of laws that we have often laws that we shouldn't have and people who are trying to fight them to be free there's big money involved with the continued establishment of the state and the burgeoning of the state and there isn't big money involved with continuing trying to fight individual liberty. Right. Every, I wish there was. People. Well, there is yeah. now. Well, they raised $6 million yesterday. Yeah, but it's, that's from people giving donations. Uh, you know, there wasn't... The, the, you want corp- big corporate interests to be on the side of liberty. Right. I, I wish there were more profits in liberty. Where if they is could Ed only Coke? recognize... Uh, see, that's the thing. Well, yeah, if they Coke is great, but if they could only recognize that uh you know the, it's it's the old public choice thing where individually small amounts of money when they add up it equals to a lot of money that we lose because the government's always screwing us over but uh individually for us to go and try to fight these things it would take us more time and energy to it's go true. down than what we would be gaining if we you know for example the tariffs that they have on Cuban sugarcane uh, you know, corporate American interests keep lots of gain lots of revenue because the the Congress won't pull down the tariffs against mm-hmm. Cuban sugarcane. So if we're going to try to fight, we're only going to be paying an extra what you know forty, fifty, a hundred dollars a year because the sugar in our bread costs more, the sugar in our drinks costs more, or we have to use corn syrup. But ADM will make millions, so right. they'll pay those lawyers, and those lawyers in turn will then donate to Hillary Clinton's campaign or to Barack Obama or whatever. So it's us, the They're, little guys, against them. Right. It's it's harder to uh, for the little guys to have the incentive to go and actually fight against right. many of these what what are seen as minute increases in the government. Yeah. There's a term for that isn't there Gardner isn't there like a, an academic term for well that I, the public choice school of economics like James Buchanan they, they came up with that and then there's uh, I don't know if there there might be any other ones but uh, I don't know um, a rational I can't, can't I just think thought I remember right there being a term I yeah. just you know whatever it's easier to just explain it yeah uh, let's go to the phones talk to Dennis in Atlanta Dennis you're on free talk live with the Garden mark Dennis Atlanta going once hello hello hey. Dennis what's on your mind I'm sorry um, what's on my mind? Let's see. Well, I was, I'm stumbling onto your show, so forgive me. I don't know you guys or listen very long. I, I got to admit that. Well, welcome That's aboard. Fine. You'll get it eventually. What's on your mind tonight? <laughs> I do like the format. You guys are, I like the three, uh, the combo of you three. You guys uh, generate a lot of energy and good ideas. So very good, sir. Um, my point. Oh, I want to talk about the last call about love. Trying to, you guys tried to. He tried to define religion and belief in God to you, mm-hmm. and you tried to explain to him love, and it was just. I was squirming. It was so uh, painful. You know, you know, you can't do that, right? Hold on I, just a second. I'm interested in what you have to say. Dennis, we're going to come back oh. to you, okay? 800-259-9231. 
Not sure where he's going with this, but we'll find out here in moments. And we'll talk to Stephen and take your calls as well. Even in these remaining moments of your show, you take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but we should be able to sneak your call in if you make it now at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You like the show? Support us by becoming an amplifier. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, uh, the amp-only chat room, and forum. Actually, it's only one amp call-in line for now. But nonetheless, it's exclusive for you. Uh, so you get the rest of the details about your perks at amp.freetalklive.com. But the purpose is to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live to get us on more radio stations across the country. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, we're welcoming KBZZ uh, out in Reno, The Buzz. I think it's uh, 1270 out there. Nice. Uh, welcoming them on board. And the reason why these stations are coming on board is because... You guys are out there amplifying the show. You're sending in three bucks a month, and we're taking that money in and turning it right back around into uh, advertising to radio stations and, and getting them interested and, and eventually getting them on board. So it's a great way to help spread the message of freedom and liberty. And what could be more critical right now in this, in this time in this country where it really does finally seem like the message of freedom is on the rise? We can be part of that, and you can help out by going to amp.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. 800-259-9231. Once again, want to invite our uh, our listeners on the buzz out there in Reno at 1270 to, uh, to call in tomorrow between 4 and 7 o'clock your time. And really, test us out. We say you can call in about... Virtually anything on Free Talk Live, obviously we have FCC rules to adhere to, but beyond that, uh, anything goes. Test us out. Give us a call, 800-259-9231, and then you can listen to your radio four hours later and hear yourself on the air. Cool stuff. Yeah. All right, so uh, we go back to the phones here. Let's ca- uh, talk again to Dennis in Atlanta. Dennis, you barely had a chance to get started on the, the whole love issue. What did you have to say, sir? <laughs> you know what? I really didn't call for that. I just I commented because I came in late and I heard the last part of your last caller's uh comments and conversation and stuff, but um, I, I did love the, the ending on that. You, you ended well talking about um, – I'm an agnostic Zen Buddhist, okay? <laughs> um, Interesting. <laughs> so that's, that's my whole take on religion. But what I did want to call in about was um, I'm 43, living in Georgia. want to go back to home in Florida mm-hmm. and get back in politics. I found a new passion with um, – you know, Ron Paul has inspired me. Excellent. The truth has inspired me. I've always been kind of intuitive, but uh, – Never really educated until about a year ago. Right. So, um, well, we all had to start well, somewhere, so certainly. Go ahead. Um, what I was looking for was like an uh, education manual. Well, there are so many points to make about truth and what's going on. I mean, there's obvious truths that we see because we're lucky enough to be bright enough, I guess. But what I'd like is for somebody bright enough to put it simple enough for the most simpleton to understand. You put facts and make them easy to read in big letters Older people are going to understand this and look at it instead of taking a DVD or listen to some crazy long-haired hippie freak like me yeah. <laughs> about the truth. Um, you can kind of get in on the spy. It's easy to read. It's facts. Old people do understand facts. I mean, that's one thing. They've been around. That's one thing. I guess is their strength. But uh, well, there, there I don't are know. a number of books. Point? I was just. I have no one to talk to. In Auburn, Georgia. So I, um, <laughs> I know the feeling, man. I absolutely know the feeling. So what are you? Lo- you're looking for something that you can Easier give to. Way to pr- 
Oh, I'm sorry. I so I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to recap so I can understand what you said correctly. You're, right. tr- you're looking for something that you can put in the hands of someone who's in the uh, maybe an older generation, uh, someone in, you know, uh, what, over the, over 65 or something like that? Hell no, over 45, are you kidding me? Okay, yeah. someone, someone middle-aged or o- older, you're sure. looking for something sure. to use as, what, like outreach material? Um, uh, no, explain, it tr- I mean, what I think our strength is that the truth is on our side, which means scandals by people running for president right now. I mean, sourced truths that the you know we complain about the mainstream media not putting it out. I'm not saying I should be doing this. I shouldn't be talking about it. Is what you know? I know that I take responsibility for actions, but uh, well, it depends. I just think it's a simple truth that people don't understand. Uh, you know, take the simple it, facts, make I, them easy to read, and portray them to the people. I think it just depends on what you want to do. If you want to go for things that will help get people's minds working in a way where they can analyze contemporary issues and current situations. Uh, with that perception of a classical liberal libertarian uh, free market minded person, one of the best ones is Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt, and uh, I would recommend that. Uh, it distills a lot of the Austrian school of economics philosophy. Henry Hazlitt is just great. I think it's H A Z L I T T. Economics in One Lesson, and then of course there is the Law by Ethan, Frederick. Or is Garth or Mark? That's, well, that's Garth. Garth. Garth? Yeah, Gard, G-A-R-D. Gardner. Yeah, G-A-R-D. Gardner. I'm sorry. Yeah, Gard. Yeah. So can I interrupt you, man? I, you sure. are, this is what I'm talking about, though. Uh, how many people can understand the kind of concept you're talking about? Oh, no, no, the believe me. It's easy. Is, this is... I'm talking about trying to reach somebody that is resisting. Uh, you know, mm. even if you hit them with a fact, you can hit them a dozen facts. You can hit them mm. with two dozen facts. They still have this barrier that they're, you got to break that down is what I'm saying. That's, that's the whole thing we got to kind of try to break through and figure out how to. You can't do it with anger. You can't do it with frustration. Mm-hmm. And I'd you like to ask can't a, do it with over a year totally, explanation. I of totally it. agree. And I'd like to ask Gardner, I have yet to read Economics in One Lesson. It's yeah. been recommended. Yeah. But as I understand it, it's very easy to understand. It's not a it complex, um, you know, scholarly yeah. thing, is and it? And to mix in maybe no, no. a combination of things that you could do is if you can find, for example, the Foundation for economic education every day they come up with issues uh that you can sign up at fee.org Listen, uh, i'm sorry to interrupt again sure this is my point yeah we have to un- you're talking about an answer to something that we haven't we don't even have the opportunity to get to yet first of all we've got to in- eliminate the federal reserve and the irs this is the kind of things that are going to get people mad people that get you know angry with their pockets and explain how the government is getting in their pocket. I'll get my book. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> that, Gardner. It's a big book. It, yeah, we but, have to explain in a simple fashion. I mean, I, I have to, not we have to. I have to here's how I'd approach it. Here's how fashion. I would answer your question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I absolutely understand that things need to be simple. They need to be easy to understand. And, uh, you know, there are also the other factor is you're going to be talking with people with different interests. So, for instance, if you're it, you really need to, uh, to approach the person based on what their value system is and what they believe. So, you know, if you're approaching a liberal, for instance, you have to approach it, them a different way than you might a conservative who's going to be, you know, the liberal. I mean, I'm generalizing here, but the liberal might be uh, more concerned about helping people, whereas the conservative might be more concerned about uh, reducing taxes and that sort of thing. And what what's, you can what's, do- the, what's the common factor in all this? Well, well, there, there is a common factor, and there money. is a simple... It's money. It's money. And as soon as we... No, not, not right. Not necessarily. The, the common oh. factor in our philosophy is that initiated force is inherently wrong when it comes to uh, to achieving goals in both the political and social realm. And, so, it, and it has unintended consequences, like correct. when the government meddles with the money supply. I would I would recommend, if you can, the government uh, meddles check out... With the money supply... The, 
Yeah, well, am I, I talking would just, to the right show? Yeah, I would. You guys <laughs> do understand the Federal Reserve and the power they, the, the oh, power absolutely. that they have over the government. It's, absolutely, the Federal absolutely. Reserve has nothing to do with the government. Right. Well, the federal, that, right? the federal Reserve is given a monopoly by the government, so they're they're tied to each my, other. It's, my, it's, my, a, it's a it's a parasitic. My point is, first of all, we have to educate about people about the the monetary system that we have and have had for at least a hundred years, and it's been off and on before that. See, I think you might be approaching. I think you might be approaching it. That's one way to do it, but I think an, an easier don't way to do it. Don't you think that's where we begin, though? Well, don't see, you think it, that's it, the most it, important first it, step. It, it, well, everyone see, has their is, own opinions. It depends. You guys all Ron Paul supporters, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, we're not we're not saying well, that we disagree with you, and you don't you don't have to you know don't don't question our 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 our, our thoughts oh, in any way whatsoever. No, I don't know you well enough to question. No, we're definitely kindred spirits, buddy. But all. All I'm saying is it depends on which direction in which you want to travel. You could try it from yours and see how it works and, and see if you can find some information on that. A great, a great way to do that would be to get Murray Rothbard's What Has Government Done to Our Money? But that's sort of intellectual. If you can take pieces of that and feed it to people and see how they react, that's great. But you could also, if you get Henry Hazlitt's book, I'm telling you, it's really good because he goes through all the different examples that government interferes in the marketplace, including government money and the Fed. And it's it's just a great book, and they're all little pieces. I'd like to interject here because we're really short on time. But Dennis, uh, do you have access to the internet? You are you patronizing me? I guess you are. That's no, 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 I'm no, sorry. No. I, I don't know. I mean, there, no, you, seriously, fine. there are people that call into this show. They're radio listeners, and they don't, you know, they don't get online. You guys so. are absolutely polished and well educated. But the sincere truth is, in my mind, anyway, I'm not, I don't pretend to know for sure. I only know for me is that we have to attack, not attack understand how we've been oppressed by the Federal Reserve since 1913. And if, you guys if that's your issue, then you, should, the then you should run with it. And I agree with what Gardner stuff. says, is test it out and try it out. If it doesn't work what no, your approach is, <laughs> change it. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, that's Dennis. We're one. short that's on time. Dennis, stuff. we're short on time. So I've got to tell you to go to bbs.freetalklive.com and post in there. And a number of our BBSers will go on there, and they'll suggest some yeah. options to you, and you can have a conversation there. And, of course, you're welcome to call us back any time. Thank you for the call, sir. I do Let's go to, it, Yes, sir. Let's go to Stephen in New York. Short on time. Stephen, what's on your mind? Stephen, New York, going once. Hey. There hey, Stephen. What's on your mind? Here. Quick, quick. you got 20 seconds. Okay, real quick. Hey, Guard. Uh, yeah. I had taught your presentation last year at the Liberty Forum, and oh. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Uh, I was wondering if you could give us a little teaser as to what to expect this year. Uh, this one's going to be on immigration, and it's going to be intense. Super. Now, Stephen, I know that you had something about your AMP uh, account or whatever. If you're having problems, just email me. I'll be happy to take care of whatever the issue is. Gardner, thanks as always for coming it, in. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 